Welcome to Over the Wall, Racing to Recovery, a 3103 Media Group production. Serving you by showing you how to succeed at speed in a fast-paced world. Again, welcome and thank you for listening. My name is Charles West, your gracious and grateful host, producer, and head honcho for this program. And I'm an alcoholic. The last day I drank alcohol was November 9th, 2017. And for an alcoholic like me, that is truly a miracle. It's a miracle because I was powerless. I'm completely powerless over the obsession to drink alcohol, and I'm completely powerless over the effect it has once it's in my body. This show wouldn't be possible without my sobriety. By the way, the intro music is actually me playing the guitar. When I quit drinking, I put almost all of that time into teaching myself to play, something I'd always dreamed about. Well, I did it, and it's changed my life. I can walk into a guitar store and actually play stuff. I can sit around a campfire with my friends and actually play stuff. Talk about cool as hell. I had no idea. Give me a guitar and I'm instantly good for the rest of the day. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. I'll be playing more as the show goes on. Without further delay, let's get to today's program. Thanks for listen, listening to Over the Wall, Racing to Recovery. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Over the Wall, Racing to Recovery. Uh, I'm your host, Charles West, and uh, man, I got a great surprise for everybody because we have got uh, our fabulous guest speaker, Johnny D, is back for, uh, yeah, welcome. Hi. Uh, you can hear all the applause of the <laughs> yeah. fans. Oh, it feels good. We should, we should probably pause for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, everyone. That's stunning. Yeah, that was good. Um. Anyway, you 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 you've you've been with us three times now. Yeah, and you've told us you know pretty much you've covered everything up to the point you got sober. So you've told us what it was like mm-hmm. and what happened. Yep. So sharing your story always tends to go to what it's like now. So mm-hmm. yeah, run us run us through and and uh, you know one I guess you know tell us you know how long you've been sober. Right. And, and, uh, tell us how that ride's been and, and, you know, where you're at right now and, and where you see the, you know, the, the, the near and, and far future going, you know, what, what do you, what do you have plans for your life now that, that maybe you didn't have before? That's the hope. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, yeah, that, definitely. That, you know, and, 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 and I can't help mm-hmm. but point out here, right. We're talking about going over the wall, right? Right. Well, how, how it takes bravery to get over the wall, to go and face your fears. Mm-hmm. We're talking about that moment now when you went over that wall. Right. Rick, yeah. You decided you were going to get in the game and get serious about this. Mm-hmm. Nope. So you start facing your fears. Yeah. You you just you make the decision you're going to be sober. Go. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I said this in the last episode that I was on that um, you know, I came out of my room and um, they were right there on the couch waiting for me because I thought they had gone to bed. Um, but they, you know, asked me if I needed to get help. Or this, if I wanted this was to your help. aunt and uncle. Yeah. And I uh, I said yes. And and by the way, too, they were like, we're not mad. Um, the, we just want you to get help. Um, we're glad that you're alive and you're not hurt. You know, you had 
all your limbs and whatnot. Right. And it, like, just recount, recount for what we're talking about. You like walked home from the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Walked home blackout drunk and, um, started knocking on the neighbor's house that looked like my aunt and uncle's house. Right, 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 right. And, um, in my blackout state, I was right. confused and, and this was your last trunk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure was. When was that? That was a Sunday. Um, well, it was a, it was a Sunday. Yeah, right. So the 19th was a Monday. Um, it was a day I didn't actively drink. So but what, what, what was the date on the calendar? Oh my gosh. Eight, 1919. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good sobriety date. Yeah, it is. I actually kind of broke that down too. So, uh, throughout the years I've noticed God, not directly, but I kind of understand like what some of the numbers biblically mean. Mm -hmm. Like one mm -hmm. is God. Um, I forget what two is. Three is the Trinity. And come to find out four is like, uh, it's for the earth. Um, but then I make all my way, you know, to, I find out that eight means new beginnings mm -hmm. and nine, uh, stands for the blessings of God. Mm -hmm. So eight, 1919, if I just break it down, eight, one, yeah. nine, one, nine, it's new beginnings uh with god's blessings god's blessings so it kind of and then i use uh what that means biblically is new beginnings with an overabundance of god's blessings because go. it's repeated twice right you want to know it's really funny and i could show you this downstairs actually on the way mm -hmm. out all right um but the, the the car that just we just totaled out here it was a we had a red corvette uh -huh. um um, I, I got that uh, several years ago, not too long ago, but uh, when the license plate for that arrived, it was it, the last four digits were 9191. Oh, wow. And so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and so it was. It, it's kind of the reverse of what you're, you know, you're right. 1919, but it, it was. It, and when I looked it up, it, it had to do with like angelic qualities, like, oh, like man, you know, the presence awesome. of angels. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And the, the, um, the first three digits on that license plate, um, well, I'm not going to say because it's going to reveal my license plate. <laughs> I'll show it. To, I'll show it to you uh, on the way out. But yeah, um, it is. It was. It, I hung on to it when the car got totaled out because of what that number means and, and what what I was going through in my life at that time, which um, basically was just there's no coincidences. Yeah, and, no, I, I'm starting to believe that myself. Right. It's it when you don't think that way. You you're more sensitive to God's presence, right? Because if everything's a coincidence and just happenstance, and right. there's no reason for it, then you blow it off easier, right? But if you take that out of your head, there's no coincidence and nothing is on accident, right? Then you're like, okay, well, it's not an accident; it had to have been done on purpose. Who's doing it on purpose? Right? That's God. Yeah, and yeah, that's I think the that's really thing. cool, <laughs> right? It's scary at the same time right. too. Well, yeah, but you know, at the same time, we. Well, but when I mean scary, I mean like it's it's real whether you're you're a believer or not you right. know kind of thing well but, that's the thing it's like you know i there's a lot of people who rationalize against that uh -huh. right yeah they do call it things like that coincidence yeah um, yeah it, for me for me it's all about seeing the spirit mm -hmm. whenever the spirit reveals himself to you you see these things mm -hmm. and they're no longer coincidences right, right? Uh, but anyway, it's a it's great to have 
you know that in your in your sobriety day you mm-hmm. know, you've, you've yeah. got you've got a message just in there just in the n- new beginnings numerals alone so yeah numeration new, new beginnings with the proliferation of the blessings of god yep absolutely so hope you and, get, hope you keep that sobriety date that's a good you don't want a new I, one i don't want a new one no right. i don't and <laughs> it's funny too because i don't like odd numbers but and it's mostly right. odd numbers but i i kind of give that a, a you know um backseat for yeah. what it means to me now yeah um have you ever thought about taking the eight and making it into an in- infinity infinite loop you know yeah sure and i, <laughs> I plan on i plan on um keeping this date for as long as you know possible so you're still breathing as, yeah until <laughs> your 10 yeah. toes up as i had a friend used to I, say i would i would love to remain <laughs> a one chip wonder yeah and 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 um because like i said before you know i'm no longer curious about yeah. what it does to me it's the same old story right <laughs> But, how, but anyway. how do we keep how do we how do we keep away from that right we you well, and I sit here we know right we yeah. go to meetings right? yeah yeah we read go and we book. talk with other alcoholics yeah. we read our literature yeah. we we pray we spend time with our creator. yeah and that's how that's how we keep that sobriety day yes yes once we start getting away from that mm-hmm. that's when we it start, gets easier right yeah once we start getting away from from well from the sobriety day yeah it it, it does but at the same time it's not always easy to no so. no. Because I will say that I've noticed, not not so much for alcohol per mm-hmm. se, but when I am faced with a situation, all I want to do is disappear. Right. That's my reaction, you know. But right. alcohol was the way I disappeared. Right. So I know that alcohol is not the option, but I still react to wanting uh, the blackout. But so now I'm forced to live with um, living one day at a time, and um, that's you know, yeah. and live live with uh, life on life's terms, right? You know. So uh, why don't you walk us through? I mean, you you um, you went through your first year. Mm-hmm. So walk us through that first year. What what was it like? You know, every time you picked up a chip, you know, you get your your one, two, three, and six and nine. Yeah. What, well, what 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 for the newcomers out there, right. right? For somebody who walks in, you know, what what was that like for you? Yeah. Well, I I like that that was um, as part of the 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 program because for me, what I have seen, alcoholics are um, or achievement based thinkers like the day was done uh i did a great job at work i worked hard i deserve a beer you know that kind of thinking is like instilled in us right here's your silver star for the day now go away yeah right or your lone star or whatever (laughs) (laughs) but um Wait, uh, wait, we're not taking any endorsements. No, no, we're not. No, we, no, you're doing fine on your own. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But, um, but yeah, it, it, it feel the the sense of accomplishment is, it's, it's overwhelming. Not, not in a bad way, but it's, it's extremely down to your soul. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm doing something I never thought I, I would ever, ever be able to do. And, um, it just feels really good. That first 30 days though, that's the toughest. Yeah. 
that's the toughest because the it's all fresh in your in your in your mind right. the the effect um and your body's all screwed up too yeah your body is your mind is like you're still not far away enough to realize um the the damage that you've done like we're, right. we're, we're ready we're at that time you're more ready to say f it right you know like well okay it's only been two weeks three right. weeks i can get this again some other time right but if you keep working for it and then you get your 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 60 days like oh my gosh 60 days right that's amazing and then you get your 90 and they're like what is going on this is great right and by the time you get your six months you're like oh my gosh half a year right this is ridiculous i didn't get my six months until actually i went to because uh, my my pro, my uh, rehab was a six-month program and then i got my actual first chip was a six-month chip oh yeah so that felt really good to get and um did you go back and get the others just to, to i did good i did uh because i never well you aren't them yeah i did yeah, yeah. i even asked someone i'm meeting i was like is it retroactive <laughs> <laughs> That I've, uh, because I've, you know, but I, I, I don't think I got the other ones until maybe after nine months of sobriety. I kept meaning to ask, but, you know, yeah. I just forgot. But. Well, you know, and that's, you know, that's part of the, that's part of the reason this podcast exists, right? Is mm. because to familiarize people with, you know, things, you know, you go in the rooms, you don't know what the rules are. Right. Yeah, right? totally. Totally. You know, and, and I mean, you, you don't want to step on any toes and it's Correct. Like, well, you know, what? how do I celebrate milestones that I wasn't here for? You know, yeah. those kinds of things. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just, that's good that you went back and got them. Yeah, that, I did. That way, you, that way you've got those milestones. For sure. For yeah. sure. They're very, um, they are earned yeah. when you, when you get there. And, um, it's, it's still not easy. I'll tell you that much. No. Um, that first, the first month for me was killer. I mean, I, yeah. the last three or four days, man, it's just like, I, I don't know that I could sleep. Mm hmm. Um, you know, just waiting to get that, that first chip. Mm -hmm. Um, but physically, physiologically, man, I, I, uh, man, I started having like high blood pressure issues. My, my blood pressure started skyrocketing after like the first week. Hmm. And I mean, it was like, um, I did enough research to know that was kind of normal. Right. Um, yeah. You know, as long as I drank and, and that I was getting off of it. Yeah. Um, probably should have sought a doctor's advice. <laughs> if there's anything that I could say, you know, recommend to a newcomer, it would be that. It's like if you're if you're serious and you have the ability, talk to a doctor, let them right. know what you're doing because um, you could get yourself into some physical trouble. Absolutely. Um, somebody yeah. told me in a meeting that, you know, that, that two of the things that can kill you when you get off of them, quit taking them, are, are benzos and alcohol. Right. So, I mean, you can't actually die from quitting drinking. It's if you've if, mm -hmm. you've if you've been in you know deep enough in it. Right. Um. So did you have did you have any of that physiological I, stuff? I or? was lucky. Yeah. I I um. I did not. I I. But besides, like, maybe some mood swings, you know, right. but. But I you didn't that, feel like you were going to have a heart attack or anything. No, 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 yeah. no. Like no. your whole body starts throbbing. No, and stuff like nothing that. like that. No. Yeah, that sucks. I think by week two, I was able to sleep better. That's good for me. Yeah, yeah, it was good because um, 
blackout is not sleeping. <laughs> right. It's not sleeping. Right. Well, you're still you're you're not. It doesn't mean blackout doesn't mean you're down for the count. Well, it I just mean, means you don't remember it. Well, blackout. I mean, like blackout and pass out. Right. That that it's you're not getting the same benefit. No. From actual falling asleep. Correct. Yeah. But um, correct. It's 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 it's, it's, a, it's like saying you know what Mike Tyson knocked me out. I'm yeah. just gonna lay here and sleep it off. It yeah probably <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I remember, you know, people saying I was breathing weird and stuff, you know. Right. Um, Laboring. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, passed out. It's, right. It's just not the same as sleep. But, yeah, it was – the first 30 days are definitely uh, the toughest for anybody. Um, but, you know, now that I've been, you know, working the program for over – I think a year, two months, and three, four days. Um, I have, I'm, I'm way more aware of, of God in my life, way more. Uh, I, I say thanks every morning. Hopefully, you know, I want to say about ninety five percent of the time, ever since I got into rehab, thank you, Father, is the first thing that I either think or say. Um. And I mean it too, because as as far as I see it, I, I forfeited life a long time ago, and God, He chose to keep me here. You know, there's so many things happening in the world today that death is so available to anybody right now it's but we shouldn't worry we shouldn't worry about that no no i know but well i'm from my perspective though is like when i think about you know a a friend of mine said that her her friend died the other day and uh, and it it was it's heartbreaking but then you know i got to more and more thinking about this why him why not me like i i didn't have respect for my own life like it, it just doesn't seem fair but it's not my decision in the in the in the, in the long run and um i guess i'm here for a reason still yeah. so i hope he he's um he lived his reason yeah yeah was this somebody you knew too or no 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 i'm just, just a friend to, of a friend yeah um I guess I'm just sensitive, more sensitive to um, the the emotional part because you know I've I've lost someone before and I, yeah. that 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 feeling is still no matter how far you know in time that was um, I, it's very easy to immediately um, empathize with someone yeah. that's dealing with you know uh, death or loss and um, and I don't, I don't like seeing anybody hurt and then I ask and it's I I, I just want to be available you know to help when it, with whatever and um, well, but that's part of your that's part of your gift though right I mean you're able to empathize with people because of the pain you went through yeah absolutely I believe so yeah right. and you're not and you're not you're not still drinking over it right no you have the ability to face it yeah absolutely you have the ability to share it 
Yeah, you're able to give somebody hope yeah. over what could seem like a desperate situation. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you're saying. It's like, you know, it's just a, a way out is too easy. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I see the value in, in pain now, you right. know, it, like in actuality, it's, it's kind of a gift to experience that, that pain, you know, I mean, all the people that have passed, I'm sure they would love to be alive just to feel pain and, and, and kind of a, not, not, not like a masochistic sense, but like right. just the experience part, you know, like, cause eventually the pain subsides and your, your, your character is strengthened and it's kind of like a, a metamorphosis of, of, um, your spirit, you know, and you're, you're becoming stronger and closer to the human being God is molding you into, right. you know, through that process. And that's what I mean by the, well, pain, pain is cathartic. Right? Uh, it can be, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It's one of, one of the many ways, but I'd say more so, especially for us. Right. You know, because, yeah. because of um, pain, cl- pain cleanses and purifies us. Absolutely. Or it, allow, it, it allows it, us to allow God to clean and purify us. There you us. go. Yeah, because you're going to call on him when you're in it. Right, right. You and know? that's the thing. He uses our weaknesses, Hopefully. not our strengths. Yeah, exactly. And, and when we're at our weakest is where his glory is shown. Amen. And, and that's it. That's where recovery is. That's what recovery is, is, is mm-hmm. showing that. Because we were in the midst of our pain, and the only thing that brought us out was him. Correct. Yeah, and we can't do it without him. Right. The moment we forget that, we... Uh, <laughs> It's just a, a matter of time. Yeah. So a is your is your is your friend is your friend going to be doing okay or? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, like there, I say, you're, you the thing is, look at look at the blessing, you can be there for. Mm-hmm. Right. You were you probably couldn't two years ago. Yeah. You know? No, I'm available. Right. This is for sure. Right. And um. That's that's good. Right. You know, as far as I'm concerned. Um. So you got through you got through your month, right? Mm-hmm. You got your first month chip. I, I I remember I remember that that uh, I was probably as excited to get that first one as I was the, the year, you know. The year yeah, chip. the year the year was that was euphoric. Like, right. Oh my God, a year. Yeah. That that's like winning a championship of some sort. Right. You know what I mean? Like, man. It felt so good. I almost felt out of place. Right. You know, <laughs> it was just. Um, it's probably one of the best um, anniversaries or birthday type, you know, yeah. celebrations that you can have. I mean, yeah. you know, I you go through a lot. I mean, you get you get to you get to be a certain age, right? And you start having anniversaries. And you start you've got your birthdays. You got more birthdays to remember. And then you start having kids, and kids have birthdays, and you, you know, family has other kids. You got to start remembering all kinds of birthdays. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But for me, man, I you know, even going back to when I was a kid and having some pretty cool birthday celebrations, right? Hitting that year was kind of cool. Right. Yeah. That was really cool. And and two, um, just being able to celebrate with other people and, right. and, and their achievements. And um and as long as I keep coming back, I, I can relive 
right that feeling by watching someone else uh get their year yeah you know like it's still very personal yeah yeah well and, you know uh, we were we were in a meeting last night Mm-hmm. And you know we're not giving away any information here, but there was a, there was a relative newcomer in that meeting. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, just talking about the pain. Yep, yep. You could see it written on their face. Yep, talking sure about could. The, the agony. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 we were there. Yep. You know, not that long ago, but no. we were there. No. But we're able to sense and empathize and feel that person's pain. Yeah. So you know that that. Um, that's exactly what I need to see. Mm-hmm. Right? I no, need to for rem- sure. I need to remember what two days looks like. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I need to remember yeah. what five days looks right. like. Right. You know, I you need know? to remember what day one looks like. Man. You know, um, I've had I've had the pleasure of, you know, being in meetings with people that, that were that were drunk, that were actively drunk at the time. Oh, man. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting to see that in person if you haven't yet. Um, it'll, I, it'll I, happen. You stick around. AA long I believe enough. I've seen it a couple yeah. times, but um, I actually think I've seen it one time, and I believe the person left. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> they're cured. Yeah. Yeah. But because um, I think they they felt the conviction, and um, not to say that that is. Um, you know, humorous or anything, but I understand what, what that person must've been thinking. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, God willing he'll, he'll bring him back. Maybe not to where we go, but yeah, it takes what it takes. Right. You know, like you're not ready until you say you're ready. And, um, and you're just tired of getting your ass kicked, right. <laughs> you know? Why do you think it is that we laugh at all this stuff that we do? Hmm. You know, because most we, of it is terrible stuff. No, it really is. Right. And, and, um, maybe it's the fact we don't do it anymore and how stupid it was. I don't know. Well, you know, there's, there's that too, but it's the, I really, I don't know if I can quantify it in words at all. Um, but I'll try. Maybe that's a topic for yeah. later on. I yeah. mean, I, you know, why do we laugh at the, at the horror? Right. The past. All the bullshit that we did. Yeah. You know, it, it, and it is because it's like, you know, you'll hear somebody say something, right? We'll sit we'll sit in a meeting, right? And let's say somebody's like, oh, yeah, no, I crashed my third car, yeah. you know, this year. And the, and the, the room bus ah, yeah, hey, yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. You know? Yeah. You know, because I think it's just the, the being able to relate right? <laughs> to the, to the uh, insanity, you know, because right. – you, you do something over and over again and you're expecting expecting different results that's insanity and to be able to relate right to the insanity of someone else's story whether you've done it or not but you understand the thinking of why they are there right you know and that and then to be relieved and and also uh you, you know what the answer is now yeah you don't know, know all the answers but you know of a a thing that works which is the program of aa right and um yeah and you know part of it is that you know they're in the right place right, right. there's yeah yeah the more the more stories we hear like that you right. know the, the 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 more we realize that we're getting sober 
Yep. Absolutely. You know, because yeah. Yeah, because we, we do. We hear somebody else going through the same crap that we did. And, yep. and we're like, man, life's going to be okay. You're here. You're fine. Yep. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter if you, you know, burn down the house. You know, right. Shit happens. Well, you might have to deal with it. Right. But... <laughs> Right, but you'll get past it, right? Yeah. You'll, you'll realize this, yeah. that that ain't the big issue. The big right. issue is the fact you ain't drinking no more. Correct. You're alive. Right, regardless and you're of whatever's going on. Yeah. Right? That's why it's, that's why, that's part of why it's funny. It's because, like, well, you know, I mean, there's some serious stuff that people get into, right? I mean, right. You would know, say we laugh about car wrecks, but I mean, this is, you know, nobody got hurt. It's just, you know, material things. But, um, you know, Whenever we do, we hear somebody else say or, you know, reveal something that they've done. It's just like, it's just like when we would talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I look back at stuff and I'm like, man, I was an idiot for doing that. And, yeah. it makes, and it makes me laugh because I'm better now. Right. You know, but yeah, here's the weird thing. Now, you, 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 you talk about, um, let's say, you know, you hear alcohol, alcoholism compared to like having cancer. Right. Nobody would scream at a cancer patient for having cancer, but yet, right. you know, people get screamed at for being alcoholic. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of controversy over, well, you know, who's right? Is it a disease? Whatever. But, you know, I don't think cancer patients, you know, that are in remission sit back and laugh about their treatment. Right. You know, no, no, I, man, I'm telling you, um, alcoholism is a, it is unique on so many different levels. Right. Because um, it's the only self-diagnosed disease right. in the world, and um, and most of the time you're the last one to find out, right? You know that, that. but you know, you, well, you're the last one to admit it for sure. Oh, well, that too, right? Yeah, yeah. But at I mean, least I, that, yeah. You, you kind of go around thinking, man, I I'm I probably might, I might an alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, it takes it takes a lot of. Um, you know, courage to, you know, face those, those demons or truths. Right. You know, um, sometimes <laughs> the truth is scarier than any demon. Um, and, uh, that, that, I'm just glad to be a part of it now, you know? Right. So, uh, so what all happened in that first year? What changed in your life? I mean, you go from you okay. go from a six month rehab, mm-hmm. you know, to regular life right. as regular as it can be for you anyway. Right. But well, you come back into the real world and you've mm-hmm. got, you haven't had a drink in six months. Yeah. What's that like? Um, did there were you know? Actually, no. I, I took that back. Um, I think. My, I, I went back to my aunt and uncle's house and I was living with them and um, it the the desire to go to the bar even though it was right down the street it never came um, but I was I man sometimes if I can I make three meetings a day I, I go to as many meetings as I can if I'm just you know sitting there twiddling on my phone or watching TV, I go to a meeting. Right. I mean, I'd rather be around uh, uh, the the group, uh, maybe talking to a newcomer, you know? Right. Potentially. Or learning something that I haven't heard before. Right. Um, time, time, time around other alcoholics is never wasted. Never. Yeah. No. Well, maybe a little, but... 
Well, not much. Yeah, not not in a not in a meeting. No, no, I, I don't. No, believe. not in a meeting at all. Yeah, right. No. And, and 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 if it is, like everybody knows it, right? I mean, there's right. there's there's rare times where somebody can get disruptive or just go off the rails. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, that's very pe- rare. Yeah, but people are figuring out their personalities. You know, right? That's what this disease does. Is it 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 takes you away from yourself. You know, and I mean, heck, I'm still trying to figure out who I am sometimes and um my confidence is definitely building every right. day like um I'm I'm just doing things that now are natural that I never would have dreamed of being able to do like something as simple as paying car insurance, you know, on time <laughs> or early, right. You know, make, or, you know, making the car payment or whatever. Um, that would have been hilarious, you know, mm-hmm. a year and a half ago. Right. Heck even getting a car. Yeah. I got my first car. So there you go. I got my first car within three months, four, four months of, uh, going out of rehab so i just went to work and i was saving money oh my gosh you have so much money when you're not drinking right 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 <laughs> yeah it's, it's funny i've got a little app on my on my phone that you know you put in how much you were spending on alcohol when you were you know drinking yeah and it was mine's up to like twenty seven thousand dollars man my, mine is around the same yeah <laughs> seriously because I, I would drop shoot i'd say i'd probably drink about five nights a week Right. 50 bucks easy. Wow. With tip. You know, wow. I was a good tipper. Um, I still am too. Okay. Yeah. So you see, I, I wasn't a bar drinker, man. I drank at home right. for the, for the most part. I mean, I'd have a drink or two when I would go out, mm-hmm. you know, but that's, that's, that's as far as like, I'm going to continue this at home. I'm not going to pay $9 a piece for these when I can, you know, have a whole case for 15. Yeah. No. And I, and I, I chose the bar over, at home because you know i was married and right um and plus i was a server so easy access immediately after right. work with making cash chips so right um it was just much much easier right to do accessibility it that way. yeah and um well and you know as far as you know it's a, you know going for sobriety right that's they talk about changing people places and things right? yeah that's something definitely. a lot of people have to change right oh, that man, accessibility Oh my gosh, yeah. Like you, you have to change so much. Um, I don't. As much as I miss and love everybody in Dallas, um, I'm I'm not ready um, to uh, not necessarily tell them you know what I've done, but expose myself to that lifestyle again. Because um, I do miss everyone dearly. I really do. Because you know that I still have that you know, the human aspect, that human connection that we all make and, you know, um, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, jeopardize what I, what I have by, um, you know, I'm just not going to do it. Right. I found, I find this more valuable than strolling down memory lane, um, with some folks as bad as that might sound. Um, well, I, it was, I, a, it was, I, a, that was, that was your life for a while. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's all yeah. you knew. Right. right that right. was your world. Correct. You know, so there was some safety in that. 
Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. There was danger, but there was safety. Yeah, no, there really was. I mean, they accepted you for – that's anywhere that, you know, people at the bar, they're very – Welcoming. Extremely welcoming, yeah. Um, Misery loves company. Man, does it ever. So Come in here. We all got problems. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I saw um, a T-shirt or something and said – Oh, you don't, you, you hate your job too? Yeah, there's a support group. It's called the bar. We meet after work, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. So, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's interesting. I just kind of, I kind of realized, you know, people go into bars, pick up liquor, drink, and all they do is complain about other people and, mm-hmm. and other people's bullshit. That's exactly what we do at meetings. Well, we go well, but at the same <laughs> well, time, we, we complain mostly about our own bullshit. Right, right? exactly. Right, yeah. you know, we may talk about other people's we, bullshit. Yeah, but, right. But the, we're the like, role this... is reversed about <laughs> who we're talking about. Right. You know, as long as you're keeping it on you, then then you know you're because when you're calling yourself out, you're forced to stay honest, and then you get tired of calling yourself out. Right. So right. <laughs> you you start walking a tightrope, you know, and not out of like nervousness or anything, but Right. Well, instead of raising, you, you find out that's what you want to do anyway. Right. Well, instead, instead of raising a glass, you know, you're you're trying to figure out the the problem. Right. You're trying to deal with the situation. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just guzzle it away. Correct. But you know, it is. It's, it, oh it's, my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you have a Do you have an epiphany? Well, I read a um, Aunt Anne Rand. I yep. read a uh, quote from her. Uh, last night and it is um, we can ignore um, our, our problems but we can't ignore the consequences of ignoring our problems right and I don't, I don't think that was verbatim but it's definitely uh, in the same vein that doesn't matter it doesn't have yeah. to be accurate but yeah <laughs> but um, I, I'm a, quotes I'm, are I'm never a, accurate <laughs> I'm a stickler for, for accuracy but I, I got it written down on my phone, but I'm not going to bring it out right now. But it, but that alone, that that, yeah, you can you can ignore your issues, your problems, whatever. Right. But you can't ignore those consequences of ignoring those problems. Right. They're always going to resurface. Right. And um, that's what we're doing uh, uh, in the program. That's what I'm doing. Um, and I still got a long way to go. Right. <laughs> but you know, at least I'm actively doing it and. Um, it it feels really good. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've heard it called bodies floating to the top of the swamp. There you go. You know, it's like, oh, crap, man. I totally forgot I did that or I yeah. behaved like that or whatever. And, um, you know, you realize it and you're like, ah. instead of, you know, instead of trying to, to drown yourself, you're like, okay, how do I get rid of this mm-hmm. properly? Mm-hmm. How do I how do I take the weight off the body and go bury it properly? Right, right. right. That's where the rubber meets the road in, in AA, right? Absolutely. That's where we start making amends. That's where we start picking up the phone. That's where we start writing letters. That's where we start, you know, crying and, and yeah. working with a sponsor. And, mm-hmm. You know, but we don't drink. No. It, no you're part of the no matter what club. Right. It, alcohol is not going to make any situation better or disappear it's only going to make it worse right that's it there somebody say they said there's not there's there, there's not a single problem that alcohol can't make worse yeah exactly and, and yeah they, they say uh, uh 
alcohol is like putting a magnifying glass on your on your problems oh man like burning ants yeah (laughs) yeah it can burn you up it definitely can take you out um but yeah i tell you what man we're uh we're kind of up here uh just about time for a break you want to take a quick break sure come back and uh do a second half of the today's program all right let's do it we'll be back in here just a few minutes uh thanks for joining us here over the wall racing to recovery uh charles west with my guest host uh johnny d we'll be right back okay time for the shameless plug to pay the bills around this place friends and followers this program needs your generous financial help if we are to continue helping others the production of over the wall racing to recovery is in its absolute infancy And I'll be honest with you, this is all floated on credit right now because it is more important to get this message out to others than to worry about how to pay for it. We have absolute faith that God will provide for us if over-the-wall racing to recovery is to flourish. We need substantial financial backing right now. We need investors. If you are serious about contributing to this program and all the benefits that we can give, so that we may be able to reach those who need the message of recovery the most, please email me directly, charles at 3103media.com, and I will follow up with you. Another way to help the show tremendously is by simply buying us or selling a home in the DFW Metroplex if you live here. That's my home. That's I live here. Well, I'm, a, I'm a licensed realtor, and I've got a significant financial benefit almost over almost any other realtor in Texas. The best part is is that it's really simple. I'm less than half the cost of other realtors and I can literally save you thousands of dollars with your next move. Email me or call me directly 214-709-6123. What better way to have peace of mind with your next move than to save half of what it would have otherwise cost you and know full well that you are helping those in recovery by doing so. I promise you that no other realtor can all can do all of those things. Call me or tell your friends and family. Full service at half price. No gimmicks, no joke. Please consider helping the program in some manner. Or if you're unable, please pray for those who do and can be of assistance or need to save money on a move in the Metroplex. I can help them out. The very survival of this program is currently riding on it. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your continued support. This entire program exists and is supported by those it helps. That means you. Thank you for listening. All right. Uh, we are back on the show after the break, and uh, we had a little bit of lively discussion mm. offline, so we won't <laughs> go into that here, but... Um, Welcome back to the program. Uh, when we uh, when we last left off, um, you know, we were talking about talking with Johnny D here about um, you know what life is like now in sobriety, mm-hmm. and um, he was relating a story about how you know he he started doing responsible things, it's yeah, like paying oh, car yeah, insurance yeah. for yeah. a car that he now owns. It's exhilarating, right? You have you have your own transportation. It is mine, right? Yeah, I I, I am responsible for it, and. Um, it, uh, for some, you know, that's a very, very normal thing. But uh, for me, it's a, uh, it's definitely a milestone, a uh, an achievement that was not possible um, without working this program, working the steps, 
reading the big book, big book and uh, you know calling my sponsor, working with my sponsor, which I uh, I need to do today. <laughs> you know, you, you'll you'll come to find out that uh, working with the sponsor is vital, but it's um, for for myself, it's it's probably like a trust issue. Um, but it's, it's definitely melting away, you know? Um, so call your sponsor as often yeah. as you can actually pause the episode and do it right now. Okay. We'll be right back after these <laughs> messages. <laughs> but, say, that, that'd be, a, that'd be a great feature actually to oh, have man. on the show someday where oh, we could gosh, just, just actually pull somebody in on the phone lines. Yeah. Once we, once we get enough donations to help pay for this little circus that we're trying to do yeah. here. Maybe we'll pull that into where we can actually call a sponsor and ask him something on the phone. That would be show. amazing. Yeah, thank you. Well, I mean, we could probably do it now, but it'd just be holding a phone up to the mic. Yeah. And it would sound like ass. So We want to be professional. No, we don't. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it, it, man, I, I'll, be, I'll be the first to admit, man, I don't talk to my sponsor every day. Right. I, mean, I, I you know, I'm... And I, I, it's not like it's something that I've grown away from. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I talk to my sponsor when I need to. Right, yeah. And, and, and I think a lot of that is because, you know, my, my sponsor has his own life and, and mm-hmm. does his own things. Um, but, you know, he, he, he's not me in every situation. But when it comes to drinking, you know, we right. can talk about things. Yeah. Now, on the flip side of that, you know, I see my sponsor at meetings a lot, too. So, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we stay in touch. And, you know, if, if I need anything or if I need to talk to him, I'll reach out. Right. And he'll do the same thing right. to me. So, um, but very important. I mean, ha- just having mm-hmm. a sponsor. Mm-hmm. And like Vital. you said, one that you can rely on, one that you can be honest with. Yeah. Right. And, mm-hmm. one, that, and one that you can stand to be honest with you. Yeah. Heck yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, they are there for when you can't call yourself out. Right. And because you can't see yourself. Right. They'll see shit you don't see. Yeah. Right. You know. So that that's why um, a sponsor is extremely important right. to the progress of your own recovery. Right. And um, and also uh, sponsoring others. Yeah. Absolutely. You yeah. Um, it, it is an honor when someone asks you to be their sponsor, um, it's probably one of the best days of my life. That was a good feeling. Um, yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, you've made a mistake. You've made a a terrible, uh, I've only been the sponsor one time (laughs) and you know, they, they decided that, you know, they didn't learn enough out there. So, um, I didn't take it personal or anything, but it was kind of, all right, well, when the next one comes, I'll just learn from this and, you know, but it, it is what it is. And it's, it's just part of his, pro- his process and my process. Right. So, I mean, well, and this is not, you I, know, I learned, I, I learned what I needed to. That's for sure. You, you had to be willing. Oh yeah, gonna, definitely. You got to raise your hand and say you're yeah. willing to be a sponsor, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that yeah. was a huge step for me. Right. You right. know, I went and, and it was just a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. I was I was sitting in a meeting and I was like, you know, there's no reason I shouldn't raise my hand, right? And and what did it for me was that you know, and I know I, the AA groups are all different, but you know, the, the group we go to, mm-hmm. um, you know, they say if 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 you're willing to sponsor or help, help somebody find, find a sponsor, yeah. raise your hand. 
And I'm like, well, I can always help somebody find a sponsor, Mm -hmm. even if I can't sponsor. Right. Because you've got to have that perfect fit, right? You can't just say, hey, I'm Mr. Super Sponsor. Yeah. I've got limited slots available, (laughs) right? It's mm-hmm. not going to work. You got to have a personality that works with somebody, and and you got to be able to mix and match what it is. Some people need a hard sponsor. Some people need a soft sponsor. Right? Yeah. Vice versa. Right. Um, but when I when I started raising my hand, mm-hmm. people started asking me. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you got to be ready for it. Right. Right. But, you know, that's it, the fact that you were willing to do it. That's a huge step in recovery. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. When you say it that way, correct. Uh, to think. I would find myself responsible enough to help somebody else with this dangerous disease. And, uh, it, it's just an honor to be, uh, where I'm at. You know, I'm, I'm get, I'm glad that God allowed me to get here. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just still, when I actually think about where I'm at, it, it's, it's really hard to, to fathom, um, where I've been. Like I was pulling up the other day, um, into a drive-through, I was like, and it, it hit me all of a sudden, just like, oh my gosh, I'm in my car with money, about to buy myself dinner. It's very a simple hot meal. Yeah, right? right. It's something very simple, but right. it was just a moment of um, gratitude just right. washed over me, and I'm like, oh man, thank you, thank you, Father. Yeah, and it, it's just. I'm glad it happened, you know. I'm glad I, I'm, I'm available to have those thoughts, you know. It's just well, and you know what it makes me think of, Johnny. There's a there's a uh, there's a man. He he went to another group that I attended, and he passed away very recently. Mm. But I remember something he said during a meeting one time. You know, he actually said, "You know, I used to eat out of the trash." Mm. Mm. That was part of his life. Mm. That was one of those moments for me where I'm like, man. I've never had to do that. Right. But you know what? I bet I'm not the, I bet this guy's not the only one in this room. Correct. To do oh, that. man. Yeah. You know, we talk about the yets all the time. Oh, man. Right? The world full of yets waiting for us. Right. So, <laughs> you know, that would have been something I hadn't gotten to. Correct. Yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you talk about it, you know, you were homeless. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're wandering around. You're crashing on couches mm-hmm. just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You're in a drive-thru. Yep. In your own car. With the AC on. With air conditioning, <laughs> yeah. which is very important in Texas in the summer. You oh, will, yeah. You will die. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> you, you will feel like it. <laughs> yeah, you will want to. Yeah. But, but you will you will not die. Um, well, there are people who do die. I, it's, uh, it's tough. You, you know, like, it, takes a, it takes a bit to live here in Texas. Yeah. Um, now, in, in all serious, though, you're, you're sitting in a drive-thru in a car. Mm-hmm. With money, right? None of it's stolen. No, it's all mine. <laughs> it's all this legitimately yeah. achieved. Yeah, you're ordering a hot meal, mm-hmm. paying for it, mm-hmm. and then going off and driving away to eat somewhere and not worried about the cops pulling you over. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. That's yeah. like that's that is like being out of prison. Yeah, for people like us. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Uh, alcoholism is like prison. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a prison of the mind. And um, we, we're just oblivious to the consequences of it's it. It's a prison of everything. Oh, prison man. of the soul. Oh, yeah, for prison sure. Prison of the body. Yeah. You know, holds yeah. you hostage. Mm-hmm. In all yep, of Yeah, mind, classes. body, and soul, for sure. Yeah. You know. And um, 
And but you can't yeah. just get out of one of them. You got to get out of all three. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. Yep. You, the, the willingness to be vulnerable is, um, paramount, uh, to, to recovery. And, um, the, the, you know, those ugly things that we got to face about ourselves, um, you, you got to work through them or I have to work through them. I right. got, I'm still working on that part. <laughs> right. I have to do that. Well, that's what we do the rest of our lives. Yeah. Right. And I, and I think, I think that, you know, I realize that mm-hmm. I realize that now life's never going to be easy. No, I'm never going to just be on the golf course. Yeah. You know, just thinking life is wonderful and everything's a bunch of unicorn farts or something. Right. Like that, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. It's going to be a struggle. And yeah. it's going to be a struggle because. Because that's life. That's just life. <laughs> yeah. Right? The, the enemy doesn't want me to succeed. No. No. So he's going to do everything he can to try and, and squelch that. So yeah. life's not going to be easy for us. Yep. But the thing is, we don't have what we used to drown that out, you know, or snuff that out or smoke that out or whatever it is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to start looking at, at life through fresh eyes, mm-hmm. listening with fresh ears, mm-hmm. every, feeling it through fresh touch. Um, did you ever get close to drinking in that, in that year? Did it just, it, was it completely gone from the beginning? Um, uh, no, I, I, I mean, of course there's, you know, the passing thought, but. But never, not the desire. Ne- ne- never an obsession. Never, right. you know. Um, you know, in the beginning I was mad at God for allowing me to become an alcoholic, but I knew it was me that that got me there uh, to begin with, uh, through my bad choices, but also to like, you know, God knew I was going to be an alcoholic from the beginning. So there's that. So he kind of made me an alcoholic, but not, not in a sense of like, I was forced he knew it was going to happen, and he knew that I was going to be able yeah. to handle it. You know, I, I'm trying to remember who it was. It's not um, it's not Silkworth, you know, the doctor that's uh-huh. in the, the book, but it's somebody else who was a very early proponent in, the, in, in as far as clergy mm. with AA, and I, they delivered a speech at one of the early conventions. Mm-hmm. That speech is out there somewhere. I have to look it up. Maybe we can revisit this on, an, on a future episode, but what that – priest or Mm -hmm. reverend or whatever said was he felt that God created alcoholism on purpose Mm. because recovering alcoholics would do so much good for the world. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that sounds absurd. Right. Right. Because of the, (laughs) the, the, the tragedies that, uh, happen within it. But I, I, I a hundred percent agree with that because right now I'm, I'm blessed to be an alcoholic. Everything that's ever happened in my life uh, up to this point, I have a, a, a personal experience with this disease to where I, I'm blessed with the knowledge of how to um, express how to deal with it and what the program has done for me. And um, no matter how far down the scale we have gone, <laughs> you know, um, that, that's what it's all about for me today. Um, yeah, I, and I do too. I feel blessed as well. Yeah, um, and, you know, my I you know I have family members that are also alcoholics, and I you know I've had discussions with them about this very topic, and it's like you know, God lo- does love us, mm-hmm. right? And 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 the proof of that is is in 
all the times he kept us safe. Mm-hmm. Man. When we should not have been. <laughs> oh, man. Right? I can't yeah. tell you how many yeah. DWIs I avoided. Right? Man. Oh, geez. Yeah, How many? Sure. You know, how many situations that I, you know, got out of when I just should not have been in those situations. And the only... Mm. The only explanation for that is someone's looking out for me. Absolutely. Yeah. No, there's no way around that. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I can definitely look back and I, I go, I, I blackout walk a lot, you know? Right. And I remember one time I'm, I woke up underneath like a big fir tree, the Christmas looking tree. Right. Off the side of a busy road. <laughs> like just like, like up I'm, on the side of the hill somewhere. What well, was it? It just happened to be like a really big tree. I don't right. know. It was uh, in Arlington, and right, right next to the street was a really big fir tree. Right, right, right. And you, as woke far up as I'm under. concerned, that was planted there just for me. Right, to have, <laughs> you know, to 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 be hidden and to stay safe. And then after I woke up, I I, I walked back yeah. to the house, and everything was fine. Like, like to. I don't know why that the tree serves serves no function. It's just too big and and, and random. Yeah. But you know, it, it has like a twenty foot base. Yeah. You know, and um, I don't know. You think you could spend the night under that tree today? No. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But you ever go by it? You ever see it since then? Um, I mean, I've driven past it ever since then. Yeah. Uh, you know, bef- but not not while in recovery. Yeah. I should probably go take a picture. Well, yeah, go tree. take it. That's what I was going to say. Maybe pass by. You know, maybe you'll find somebody else under there. You can give them some food or something. That would be crazy. Wouldn't that be insane? Hey, I used to live here. Yeah. <laughs> for a night. Yeah. <laughs> I stayed here one time. I know what it's like. But. I didn't get room service. I, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it does. It shows, you know, where, you know, you were sleeping under a tree, dude. Yeah. I mean, next to a busy, busy road. Right. Like, I. What, what if that tree wasn't? Yeah, right. What if that tree wasn't there for me to sleep underneath? You know, yeah. when my blackout state, maybe I would have crossed the street and gotten hit. Right. You know, like all of the <laughs> possibilities. You know, of uh, man, just well, makes, that, it makes me shiver. Right. To think, you know, like man. <laughs> well, the, the, you weren't protecting yourself that night. No, no. <laughs> Somebody no. was. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is. It's. It's a. Uh, you know. It, Something that probably needs clarifying here, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, what that that pastor or whatever was saying as far as, you know, creating alcoholism. Can you imagine alcohol in this world without alcoholism? Like people just drink. Mm. Without having, a, you know, I mean, there, there's people out there, you know, I think we've discussed this offline, but. There's people out there that can drink kind of like we did, but they aren't alcoholics. They don't have they don't have the loss of control that we have. Right. Now they still do it and they still get drunk and they still but the thing is it doesn't they over, maybe do that their lives. Yeah, they maybe do that, you know, once a month. Right. If that, right? But, yeah. You know, they can they can tie it on and just walk away from it. Yeah. And we don't have that ability. No. So I mean, if you think about, you know, the behavior, right? And think about how many people, you know, you see come in the rooms specifically because of like a DWI or something like that? Mm-hmm. Well, if alcoholism, if the disease didn't exist, if it was just, you know, like any other issue out there, mm-hmm. 
um, what would we have to solve? Man. Right? I mean, it, it would almost, knowing what I know now, that would feel kind of pointless. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, I appreciate everything I've gone through now. Right. You know? Um, I feel like I have a sense of purpose. Right. You know? Um, and that, to be extremely honest, that's like the only thing I'm a professional at. But... <laughs> Um, but I can still help somebody. Right. You know, but and you know, you know what? That's very, that's very important. And we said this on the show the other day, right? You know, it's, it's not, it's not God who chooses the qualified. Mm-hmm. He qualifies the chosen. Yep. I've heard that before. Right. And, 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 and at some point in time, God chose us for our unique abilities. And, mm-hmm. and part of what he chose me for, I'm sure it was you know, my alcoholism, because it's, it's a tool that I'm going to be able to use to help who knows how many people right? for the rest of my life, you yeah. know, however long he gives me for that. Mm-hmm. But that is a gift. Absolutely. The blessing of having all of those experiences and pains and mm-hmm. agonies. Yeah. That part is a gift. The, the part that hurts is all the damage that caused other people that I love in my right. life. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, that we can't undo. Right. That we, you know, we want to make amends for, but we can't, mm-hmm. you know, we can't roll back that tape. Well, you, you just do it by a living amends. You right. Know, like by not drinking first off. And right. <laughs> like <laughs> we're no, somebody said a long time ago, I said, we're no longer in the business of hurting people. There it is. Yeah. I like that. Right. Yeah. And that's including myself. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And that's a, that's the reason I drank is, is right. I was hurting myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to feel the pain anymore. Right. Yep. Like I said, right. Yeah. Like it only gets tough when I have the reaction of wanting to escape, but I've taken alcohol out of the equation. So now I'm forced to deal with it. Right. And that can be painful, but Pain like that, I believe, is beautiful. It's a beautiful opportunity to grow and gain character for myself. Yeah. And hopefully um, that is seen, you know. And, uh, but yeah. Um, so here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's a good question, kind of on the subject, right? If you could, if you could rewind the tape, mm-hmm. right? Let's go back to some point in your life. I don't know where it would be. Mm-hmm. But before you really started going off the rails and, and becoming an alcoholic practicing alcohol right right and, and the reason i say that in my life there was a time when i drank yeah i remember but, that but i, I don't <laughs> yeah but i not drank like an alcoholic right i would you know party it up maybe on the weekend mm-hmm. and then and that maybe was like once every two or three months right right now i would i would get obliviously drunk mm-hmm. right just just yeah. disastrously drunk and throwing up in the trash cans and yeah. stuff like that. But I wasn't, you know, drinking every day. I, it's not something I had to subsist on. So I, you know, and, and I quit drinking just on my own, not thinking about alcoholism at all. I just didn't want alcohol for whatever reason. Right. For like a couple of times in my life where for like a year or so. Hmm. And I've got some wonderful stories about how those times ended, but I didn't always drink like an alcohol. There mm-hmm. was a time when I drank, like you would say a normal person, like a normie would drink. Yeah. So 
if you go back in your life, mm -hmm. you know, was it like that first? Because I'm making an assumption that it was. And I think kind of based on your story, it, it kind of, you know, it escalated at a point and then yeah. fell off a cliff. Right. But if you could go back before you really started drinking and just stop. Right. Right. And never, never delve into the disease of alcoholism. Yeah. The disease of addiction. Well. The disease of yeah. what we went through. Right. Would you do it or would you stick with what you got? Because I think I'd stick with what I got. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't change anything about it. Isn't that strange? Yeah, yeah. To get to where I'm at right now and what I've accomplished, I, the, the, this level of achievement, it, it, no. I, I don't want to give that up. Right. Uh, and this is when, the road, when, when the you road, say this level of achievement, mm -hmm. this is this feels better. Yeah. Than graduating from high school. This I'm feels you. better than graduating from college. This feels better than winning an award. Right. Right? I, I don't mean, know if I, it feels better than winning the lottery because I hadn't done that yet. Correct. So yeah. I'm going to guess that feels pretty good. Well, in a sense, this is winning the lottery. <laughs> right. You, you know? get your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's the lottery. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and you know what? If you ask somebody if they'd rather win the lottery or keep their life, that's a pretty well, easy choice for you me. Know, alcoholism you know living that way it kind of was a lottery am i gonna live through this or not you know <laughs> but it's like russian roulette it's straight up yeah definitely um which is not a fun game at all by no the way. no probably you ever not. see the deer hunter oh god yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah um for our for our younger uh, generation out there that's a movie yeah that yeah. it's actually on film and not on a YouTube or whatever. streaming, yeah, yeah, um, voodoo or whatever, <laughs> Hulu. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, to be quite honest, man, um, I think I was always ready to become an alcoholic. Like the uh, pump was primed. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, there was just way too many situations. Um, w once it became readily available. You know, but by becoming 21, uh, I was off to the races. Yeah. Um, and, of course, there were times where, it, of course, it didn't happen as often. But when it was there, oh, my gosh. I remember the first time I came home drunk um, <laughs> when I was, like, 19. and You waited until you were 19 to come home drunk? I, maybe I was younger. <laughs> or was I that the first time you got caught? <laughs> I could have been younger, but uh, in between 17 and 19, I know it was the night of a um, New Year's Eve, but I didn't really get into that big of trouble. Um, but it, it being so available uh, at that time of my life, just because of who I knew, right? I was always primed to b get as bad as it got, you know. Yeah. Um, well, it was then, it, you were in the environment, you were in a ripe environment. Oh, it, yeah, right? man, tell me about it. Um, and then once it was, you know, legal, you know, <laughs> I didn't always have a job to get it, but I mean, I, I knew somebody that right. was gonna 
like me enough to give me a couple beers, right. you know. And isn't it amazing how there's always alcohol available? Man. I mean, you could be you could be flat Even freaking broke, broke, yeah, and 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 it just shows man. up, yeah, straight up, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially on the nights when you're like, man, I don't feel like drinking tonight. God, just right. leave me alone, leave me alone, right. And then, you know, a couple hours pass, and then you get an invite, and like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take much to change your mind. Right. Um, you know, for, for some of us out there that, like, hit alcohol around the house, it's like you, all of a sudden you stumble on something in the closet, and you're like, oh, hey, there's this. Right. Yeah, definitely. I wasn't meaning to get drunk, but you know what? This is here. Right. Well, might as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it's not alcohol abuse, it's alcohol abandonment. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's something that's something that uh, here in the house we talk about all the time, right? It's like, you know, the difference between us and most normal people, right, is that, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be out at a restaurant, somebody will drink half of their, you Man. know, beer or yeah. cocktail or on whatever. The, yeah, when you leave in the restaurant or yeah, whatever. And they'll leave it, they'll leave half of it on the table, right? Mm. Which, you know, I'll do that with iced tea or whatever. Right. Tea, tea, you, you can do just, that with alcohol. Yeah, you can't do that. My <laughs> gosh. You've got to hurt its feelings. Right. <laughs> How could how 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 could you dare do something like that? Right. Yeah. How, you know, it's 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 like for me, it's mm-hmm. like somebody leaving their freaking child in Straight the up, seat. Straight up, dude. It's yeah. <laughs> like, how could you leave your baby right there? Yeah. Like, that still it, bothers me today. I'm like, mm-hmm. are you people idiots or what? Right. I mean, come on. It's like you bet. I, I want to talk to him like uh, a, a father or mother, like, you better eat all your vegetables. <laughs> right. you, you, didn't, you didn't clean your glass. You clean, yeah. <laughs> you need to be a big boy. Finish that. You don't get any dessert if you don't no. drink the rest of your drink. Yeah. You know, no, it, it, it's, you know, I'm just so glad that I can laugh about stuff like this now and be on this side of the, the disease. Right. Um, what frightens you most right now? Falling off, you know, um, losing what I've achieved, um, and, and the disappointment of, of disappointing myself, you know, um, and I want to go back, you know, to, I think the, the first episode and, um, correct what I said. Oh, where's my wallet? Oh, well, I can't find it. I'll, I'll correct myself later on. Um, <laughs> But I, I had misspoke the "to thine own self be true." Right. That's what the coin says. Right. I said something. Oh, I've got else. one right here. Oh, okay. Yeah, we see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got all kinds here. Yeah. I do, look here. It's a Chuck E. Cheese typing. Oh wow! Thank you. <laughs> now that that belongs to the show. Oh okay. <laughs> that's 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 show property. Oh man, you remember when Chuck E. Cheese started? Uh... I'm not allowed to go with Chuck E. Cheese. No, it's just I, that's a self-imposed penalty. I don't, oh. I don't, I don't like going where screaming children are or, oh, or adults. Yeah, well, and you get. A, you I get thought a, it was funny when they started serving alcohol there. Right. I was like, whoa. Well, totally understandable though. Uh, yeah, but I just that was like a place of innocence for me, you know. Right. I remember when it was showbiz. Oh gosh. Yeah, <laughs> you had the singing bear and the 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 bird in the trash can. Right, right, singing, right. Singing, I'm your Venus. That was the uh, that was the rock of fire explosion. Oh my gosh! In the gorilla on the keyboard. Yeah. 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 So I'll, I'll I'll give you a challenge, and this is also a challenge for our listeners. Okay. Go out to YouTube mm-hmm. and search for rock of fire explosion. Mm-hmm. Somebody out there bought a set of the showbiz oh. pizza animals 
and has him play into all kinds of hip hop. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. Oh my gosh. It's one of the it's one of the darkest holes that you can go down <laughs> on the internet. But somebody has programmed the oh, Showbiz man. Pizza Rock of Fire Explosion band to play whatever. That is exactly what I'm doing after the show. I it's going to change your opinion of life. Man, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, I'm trying to think of one of the songs is uh, up in the club, up in this club. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's love in this club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got like the, they got like the little mouse over there singing and yeah. tilting his head. And the, oh, man. The drummer. Oh, it's just, for those of us that sat terrified at man. five, six, seven years old around a bunch of screaming kids. Th- there was a spookiness about it. Oh, it was creepy. Yeah, big time. Creepy, like voodoo type creepy. L- a little bit, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but, but you know what? At the same time, they were playing Venus at the time. Yeah. As opposed to Usher. Right. Which, you know, now that you hear different music, you're like, I kind of want to go back to that, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's what they need is like a showbiz pizza for us. Yeah. Oh, wow. That'd be cool. Right. Wow. Right. Nobody. No kids allowed. N- no, no one is allowed to steal that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know that what? That would be awesome, though. Yeah, I, I would. I would do that tomorrow, right? So, well, wow. I don't know. Here's the thing: that probably that probably would be a lot worse than you thought. Man, like the first time you go in there, like, hey, this is cool, and then like 15 minutes later, you're like, this is annoying. Oh wow! I yeah. want out of here now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um. So you know you're you're at this point in your life. Mm-hmm. Um. Things are going really good right now. You're closing in on 18 months, mm-hmm. you know, without having a drink, which is a freaking miracle. It is. Every day know? is, yeah. And, and I, like, part of me wants to say congratulations, mm-hmm. but, you know, I don't know how you take that, but when, when somebody congratulates me on a sobriety milestone, I'm like, I didn't do anything. Right. I just literally didn't do anything. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It, it, I, it's just happening. Yeah. I'm not doing it. So I, I kind of feel guilty taking right thanks for it yeah know? like yeah what do you say to it but so i mean congratulations on that but it's you know it's not so much a hooray you know mm-hmm. it's like man i'm really happy for you that you've gotten this far I, because yeah. people don't yeah yeah it's true um i took it i took a two-year chip last year i'm almost i'm, I'm hitting three years november 9th Oh, nuts. It's right around the corner. Coming around the corner. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. like sneaking up on me, too. It's not like I'm sitting there, hey, hurry up and get here. It's like, right. yeah, we'll One get day there. At a time. Yeah, we'll get there soon enough. Um, I mean, it, it literally is just like it's going to be another day. I mean, it's going to be great to celebrate. But when I got my two year, mm-hmm. which wasn't that long ago, a year ago, um, you know, there was somebody in, in that meeting that's like, you know, I've been coming here for like eight years and I've never gotten a two year chip. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, for that, you know, for that to happen, you know, in that meeting, mm-hmm. you know, those are the things I need to hear. Yeah, totally. You know, because, because that to me is better than hearing, hey, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I'm hearing another it's, it's alcohol- still real. Right. Another alcohol. It's still out there. Yeah. And somebody I know very well is able to say, and I couldn't do what you've done, mm-hmm. you know. And it, but the thing is, it's like I, I don't know that I did anything. Mm-hmm. No, well, you know, you kind of did. I mean, 
But I trusted my program. I trusted my higher power. Exactly. I mean, I did what my sponsors tell me to do. I did what right. the program's telling me to do. I, yeah, I totally understand how it's kind of awkward to and accept to accept a congratulations or an attaboy. Right. Well, <laughs> it's like, yeah, hey, you know what? Congratulations, Johnny. You didn't stab somebody today. Right. Oh, right. wow. That's what I wasn't supposed to do anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. I wasn't supposed to get blackout drunk. Correct. Yeah. Right. You, you know, weren't, no one's supposed to do that. It's, right. But that's nobody's job description ever. But what, what, what is, you know, I understand why it is a big deal because of the relationship of, um, <laughs> of the, uh, the probability against me, you know, or us. Right. As alcoholics is at its, it's one bad decision away right. from throwing it all away. Right. Um, and the the big book is full of those stories. Oh, man, are they ever. You know, that's, for me, that was, that's probably the most powerful bit of mm-hmm. the big book is seeing myself in there. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the, basically the bullshit rationalizations that I would use, right? I like that. I like the story in there about the guy who's like, well, I could add a little bit more whiskey to my milk. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, and he's boy. like, you know what? I'm eating a sandwich, so it's fine. It'll go better on, you know, with the sandwich. So, well, I think I'm going to have another sandwich. Yeah, to equal and it out. That way I'll have another milk with it. Well, I'll put some whiskey uh, in that. But the whole thing was that like, he was rationalizing getting the two shots. Man, yeah. Right. So yeah. instead of having just the whiskey, he just went ahead and rationalized it by ordering all the other stuff. Right. You know, and, and I'm like. I understand that line of thinking. And I totally understand it too. Yeah. No, I get it. I understand the, the, the excuses and yeah. um I had a I had a neighbor growing up. I grew up out in West Texas and but as a child the the, the neighbor across the uh, alley from me, um and he passed away from all this stuff, but but I remember he switched brands. He went from whatever beer to a light beer. Oh boy. And it was because he was diabetic and he convinced his wife that light beer was better for his diabetes than drinking yeah. you know, the regular brand yeah. of beer. And 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 that was something I heard my parents talking with them about that. Wow. Right when I was a kid. So like when I was eight, nine, ten years old, like I would thought, well, that makes totally perfect sense, right? Mm-hmm. If I got diabetes, I'm gonna drink light beer too. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That, Anyway, that guy ended up, he ended up having a heart attack, dying, dry, uh, mowing his lawn one oh, day. Oh, man. It, it was the first time I had to serve as a pallbearer, man. It was weird. Um, only time I've had to serve as a pallbearer, and that was, you know, right out of high school. Huh. But um, the thing about it was, is it, you know, I look back on it now, mm-hmm. and I see the stupid rationalization that mm-hmm. this guy used. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, I hear all the adults talking about this. This is back in the 80s. Right. That was what I believed. Correct. Yeah. Well, yeah. of course. Yeah. Well, if you get diabetes, you got to switch to light beer. Yeah. No, it's logical. <laughs> yeah. There was a comedian that I heard, and he was joking about, um, you know, his Spanish heritage culture, right? And he mm-hmm. said that his uncle was like, they told him, he said, if you drink anymore, you're going to die. Like, we're going to have to amputate your leg. Whoa. And he said his uncle was like, does that mean Crown Royal, too? Oh, man. <laughs> It's like he didn't he hear. He couldn't let it go. Right. He couldn't hear. Yeah. You need to stop drinking. He's like, well, can I still drink this? Right. It was, yeah. <laughs> he was double checking. Wait, does Crown, is Crown Royal in? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's got to be something. Right. You know, you know it, 
and the thing is, we can sit here and laugh about this stuff, mm-hmm. right? It, the absurdity, man. I can. It, make, that's really what it is. That's what makes it funny, right? You know, we shouldn't have. We shouldn't have done all this stuff, but the, the fact of the matter is, we did. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're sitting here doing an internet show, right? And by the way, by the way, yeah, not live. Well, alive. <laughs> yeah. Would you say? Alive. Alive. Yeah, yeah alive. Yeah. yeah, we're doing a live show. Um, <laughs> I looked. I looked online. So I, I can show you this on the laptop back here. Uh-huh. It shows where people are downloading this stuff. Oh, man. And so we actually, this morning, we had, we had, we had downloads from Texas, right? Because mm. most of the people we know are here. Right. Had some from Virginia. Cool. There was a couple that popped in from New York. Nice. We had one this morning that popped into California. Oh wow! We are literally coast to coast. That's what's up. That's we are to, oh, today's man. official. We got New York to California. Oh. People listening to this show, all over the all over the land, all over the land. <laughs> so I don't think we have anybody outside the U.S. yet, but not it's yet. possible. Yeah, it'll get there. Yeah, if you're if you're not in the United States of America, please email us here and and let us know. Yeah. Um, man, it, it's 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 been wonderful, you know, having you on the show, Johnny. Man. Thank you. Um, I, I know that this isn't going to be your last time. No. Um, we're going to get together and, and, and do this on a regular basis. Absolutely. This is what we need. Oh, man. It feels great. To be able to keep ourselves sober. Yeah. And we do that by helping keep people who are listening to this drivel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sober or try to stay sober. Right? You're welcome and we're sorry. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Johnny, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't expect that everybody who's listening to us is an alcoholic. Okay. They may have an alcoholic yeah. in their family. Right. You mm-hmm. know, that, that they're, they're trying to figure out how to deal with people like us. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and so we got to remember that, or they could be people that are just doing research. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and studying, mm-hmm. you know, because there are people who treat, you know, uh, folks like this. Speaking of which, something I know about you, mm-hmm. you know, as far as your aspirations, right. You know, you are sober. Correct. You have a job. I do. You have a car. I does. You have a bed to sleep in. I do. What? Tell us about what your aspirations are for what you want to do with your life. And and, 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 and when I say this, you're giving hope to a newcomer that's walking in the door, yeah. showing them what's possible. Right. Within a few short months. Yeah, yeah. Right? We're talking 16 months since you sobered up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that? Right. And, and so where are you going from here? What do you? What is well, it that you're wanting to do with well, what you've got? I, I want to be an LCDC uh, within the next five years. And explain what that is. A, a licensed chemical dependency counselor. Yeah. Um, I want to give back directly uh, to to the program and just be available to the person that is uh, suffering and just let them know that they can, you can do anything you set your mind to as cliche as that sounds. You, uh, you got to get rid of your obstacles and um, accept some of your obstacles. Some of those aren't going away. Um, like your alcoholism, that'll never go away. Um, and then learning how to, how to deal with it. Um, but that, that's, that's what I want to do. Um, and that's very important what you just said. I mean, we just talked about, we just talked about, it might not just be alcoholics that are listening to this. It might be people that have alcoholics in their family, Mm -hmm. but what you just said is alcoholism doesn't go away. Right. For the, for the alcoholic. No, it does not. No. 
You know, nope. we understand that, mm-hmm. but I guarantee our family members don't. No. Our friends don't understand no. that. No. It, it's, it's always going to be there, the thorn in our side. Um, and What is it I, they I, say I, that, like, they say you're a pickle. Right. I'm, I'm I've a been pickle. pickled. Yeah. I can't up. go back to being a cucumber. No. Nope. I'm I've, always going to be a pickle always. for the rest of my life. Yep. Yep. And that's a perfect analogy. For it that. really is. It really is. I was once this, but now I'm that. Right. And it can never go back. Right. Um, it can't unpickle a pickle. No, you cannot. No matter how hard you try. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm glad for that because that's given me my sense of purpose now. Right. And um, people like pickles a lot more than they do cucumbers too. Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, it goes it goes well with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm a likable pickle now. So. <laughs> more bread and butter than dill huh yeah yeah maybe um <laughs> but yeah i i um i i'm i'm just grateful to be an alcoholic today yeah me too yeah i'm grateful you're an alcoholic thank you yeah we thank wouldn't you. have met if we if, 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 yep, if the two yep. of, if the two of us hadn't totally destroyed our lives you're right we wouldn't have met we wouldn't have this whatever you call this what what the devil intended for evil right can be used for good. Yep. And I, I, hopefully this is doing good. Mm-hmm. So you going to come back on the show? I do. Cool. Um, all right. Well, I, uh, I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate, man, everybody that, um, that's listening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this program really does exist for you, for the listener. Um, Johnny, we've got a few minutes left here. If we want to even this show out, you know, do you have any final thoughts? Is there something that, you know, if, if you had a newcomer coming through the door and they didn't know if AA was for them or not, mm-hmm. you know, and you had five minutes to just sit with this person and say, well, let me tell you what it's done for me or, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. where would, where would you go? What would you, what would you tell somebody that was, literally sitting on that edge teetering from one to the other do i am i an alcoholic or am i just a screwed up human being Mm -hmm. um i would tell them uh i know you're afraid and um there you might be confused and you're here now because you're looking for answers and those answers will be revealed um, in due time. Don't be afraid of, of facing your fears. And take the time to listen. Because that's what's gonna, really going to save your life. You know, I hear all the time that we have, you know, two ears and one mouth. So we need to listen uh, more than we talk. Uh, at least half as much, and um, you mean twice as much, or twice, yeah, yeah. yeah, twice as much. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Most other, of us listen half as I'm much. I'm still bad at math, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, nobody's good at math, by the way. Uh, right, you know, yeah. it's all a theory. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> I think it exists. It's like electricity. Yeah, yeah we're not real sure if it's there or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just take your time. And um, be careful. It, it can it, just take it one day at a time. And um, 
keep coming back. Yeah. What would you say to the person who loves the alcoholic? Like, what would you, what would you, what advice would you give to the people that love you? Mm-hmm. The people that you disappointed. Right. The people who sat beside you and said, do you need help? Right. You know, everybody, every one of us has people like that in our lives, you know, mm-hmm. and, and people that are listening to this show, they're looking for, they're looking for some guidance, you know, and, and, yeah. and here's the thing, what there might be some mom or dad listening to this show right now mm-hmm. that their greatest dream is that their son or daughter puts it down, gets a job, mm-hmm. right? gets a car. Yeah. Goes through the drive through and pays with their own money mm-hmm. and straightens their life out. And and so what you represent for them is that hope of what their child, right. you know, or brother or sister, that's what they, they, you're the dream. Right, right. You would be the answer to prayer. So what would you tell somebody who might be listening, trying to find answers for what we used to be? Right. Um, well, to the victims of the disease, um, not to hastily bring up the past, um, and, um, charge them with anything, um, cause we, we know we've hurt you. And our response to knowing that is to drink. And it's not going to accomplish anything to remind another alcoholic how much they've hurt someone else. And we, we already know that. And I understand um, there's probably a lot of damage that's been done but if you both are still here the sufferer and the victim there's a reason for that and um, reconciliation is still possible and it just takes time and prayer and um, you know trust and love Man, that pretty much says it all. Johnny, I appreciate you being on the program. Not a problem. Um, like I said, we can't wait to hear from followers. Um, this is fun. This is, um, I know this is, you guys are listening to us sit here and talk, and you guys have spent probably an hour, more than an hour and a half listening to us today. But, uh, you know, I can tell you right now, I, my heart's full. Mm. And I, I know Johnny's is too. And, and the reason for that is because, I mean, we're sitting at a table talking into microphones because we know it's going to help somebody somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Johnny, your story is incredible. It's a God story. It's a story of restoration, salvation. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of tragedy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of loss. Right. There's a lot of regret. There's a lot of, you know, just all the bullshit. Right. But 
but the happy ending is there. Yep. And, you know, they say to wait for the miracle and, you know, that's, that's what we're doing is we're, we're watching the miracle. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, Johnny, thanks for being on the program. Um, we'll have you on again real soon and, and I'm excited. uh, Yeah, me too. So, um, with that, I guess we'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for uh, thanks for being part of the program over the wall, uh, racing to recovery, showing you how to succeed at speed in a fast paced <laughs> world. Um, with that, we'll uh, we'll leave you. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye and God bless, God bless you, you all. Talk to you later, everybody. Bye now. Bye. That's the end of today's show. We thank you and hope you'll continue listening and supporting over the wall racing to recovery, both spiritually and financially. We really need your help financially. This show operates on a shoestring budget. I'll be honest, currently it's all financed on credit cards. If you find that this program helps you or someone you love, please consider donating financially. It will really go towards helping this program continue for the benefit of others with addiction and recovery in their lives. This will be a place with the focus on sharing experience, strength, and hope for others in recovery and how they can overcome the fear that's holding them back from actually living the good life that God gave them. It's been said that most people die having never really lived at all. Choose to live, choose to love, choose God, and choose to trust Him. Doing so constitutes the first leap over the wall necessary to get you racing toward recovery. Are you brave enough to take such a leap of faith? You never know. The life you change might just be your own. You might just win the trophy. You might just win the game. You might just win the race. And you might just make a difference in someone's life. But you never know until you go over the wall. Thank you again for listening. Over the Wall Racing to Recovery is a 3103 Media Group production. Once more, my name is Charles West, and I'm an alcoholic. Contact us, please. Email me directly, and I will answer you. Charles at 3103media.com. I'd love to hear from you. We can also be found on the web with links to all content at 3103media.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at C-H-R-L-S-W-S-T. Again, at C-H-R-L-S-W-S-T. That's where you can find me most of the time. Until next time, keep the rubber side down, hit your marks, keep it smooth, and may God's speed bring you home in one piece. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be your host. It is a tremendous honor. They call me Charles West, and I am racing to recovery. See you next time, race fans. Thanks for coming out. Bye now. All right. Uh, we are back on the show after the break, and uh, we had a little bit of lively discussion mm. offline, so we won't <laughs> go into that here. But um, welcome back to the program. Uh, when we uh, when we last left off, um, you know, we were talking about talking with Johnny D here about um, you know what life is like now in sobriety, mm. and um, he was relating a story about how you know he he started doing responsible things, and yeah, like paying oh, car yeah, insurance yeah. for yeah. a car that he now owns. It's exhilarating, right? You have a, you have your own transportation. It is mine, right? Yeah, I I, I am responsible for it, and um, it 
for some, you know, that's a very, very normal thing. But uh, for me, it's a, uh, it's definitely a milestone, a uh, an achievement that was not possible um, without working this program, working the steps, reading the big book, big book, and uh, you know, calling my sponsor, working with my sponsor, which I uh, I need to do today. <laughs> You know, you'll, you'll, you'll come to find out that uh, working with a sponsor is vital, but it's, um, for, for myself, it's it's probably like a trust issue, um, but it's, it's definitely melting away, you know. Um, so call your sponsor as often yeah. as you can. Actually, pause the episode and do it right now. Okay. We'll be right back after these <laughs> messages. <laughs> Actually, that, that'd be a, that'd be a great feature actually oh, to have man. on the show someday where oh, we could gosh, just, just actually pull somebody in on the phone line. Yeah. Once we once we get enough donations to help pay for this little circus that we're trying to do yeah. here, maybe we'll pull that into where we can actually call a sponsor and ask them something on the phone. That would be show. amazing. Yeah, I think. It, well, I mean, we could probably do it now, but it'd just be holding a phone up to the mic. Yeah, and it would sound like ass. So we want to be professional. No, we don't. Oh yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, man, I, I'll be, I'll be the first to admit, man, I don't talk to my sponsor every day. Right. I, 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 you know, I'm, and I, I, it's not like it's something that I've grown away from. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I talk to my sponsor when I need to. Right. Yeah. And, and and I think a lot of that is because, you know, my, my sponsor has his own life and and Mm -hmm. does his own things. Um, but you know he he he's not me in every situation. But when it comes to drinking, you know we right. talk about things. Yeah. Now on the flip side of that, you know I see my sponsor at meetings a lot too. So mm-hmm. we, we you know we stay in touch, and you know if if I need anything or if I need to talk to him, I'll reach out. Right. And he'll do the same thing right. to me. So, um, but very important. I mean, ha- just having mm-hmm. a sponsor, mm-hmm. and like Vital. you said, one that you can rely on one that you can be honest with yeah right and mm-hmm. one that and one that you can stand to be honest with you yeah heck yeah <laughs> right yeah um they are there for when you can't call yourself out right and because you can't see yourself right they'll see shit you don't see yeah, right you know so that that's why um a sponsor is extremely important right. to the progress of your own recovery right and um and also sponsoring others. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, it, it is an honor when someone asks you to right. be their sponsor. Um, it's probably one of the best days of my life. That was a good feeling. Um, yeah, and you're like, wait a minute. You've made a mistake. You've made a, <laughs> you've made a terrible... Uh, I've only been to sponsor one time. <laughs> and, you know, they, they decided that, you know, they didn't learn enough out there so um i didn't take it personal or anything right. but it was kind of all right well when the next one comes i'll just learn from this and you know but it, it is what it is and it's, it's just part of his pro his process and my process right. so i mean well and this is not you I, know, I learned I, I learned what i needed to that's for sure you, you had to be willing Oh yeah, gotta, definitely. You got to raise your hand and say you're yeah. willing to be a sponsor. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that yeah. was a huge step for me. Right. 
You right. know, I went and, and it was just a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. I was I was sitting in a meeting and I was like, you know, there's no reason I shouldn't raise my hand. Right. And and what did it for me was that, you know, and I know I, the AA groups are all different, but you know, the, the group we go to, mm-hmm. um, you know, they say if 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 you're willing to sponsor or help, help somebody find, find a sponsor, yeah. raise your hand. And I'm like, well, I can always help somebody find a sponsor, Mm -hmm. even if I can't sponsor. Right. Because you've got to have that perfect fit, right? You can't just say, hey, I'm Mr. Super Sponsor. Yeah. I've got limited slots available, (laughs) right? It's Mm -hmm. not going to work. You've got to have a personality that works with somebody, and and you've got to be able to mix and match what it is. Some people need a hard sponsor. Some people need a soft sponsor, right? Yeah. Vice versa. Right. Um, But when I I started raising my hand, Mm -hmm. people started asking me. Yeah, you know, so yeah. you got to be ready for it. Right, right. But, you know, that's it, the fact that you were willing to do it. That's a huge step in recovery. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. When you say it that way, correct. Uh, to think, I would find myself responsible enough to help somebody else with this dangerous disease, and uh, it, it's just an honor to be uh, where I'm at. You know, I'm, I'm get, I'm glad that God allowed me to get here, and. Um, I'm, I'm I'm just still when I actually think about where I'm at, it, it's it's really hard to to fathom um, where I've been. Like I was pulling up the other day um, into a drive-through. I was like, and it, it hit me all of a sudden, just like, oh my gosh, I'm in my car with money, about to buy myself dinner. It's very a simple hot meal. Yeah, right? right. It's something very simple, but right. it was just. A moment of um, gratitude just right. washed over me, and I'm like, "Oh man, thank you, thank you, Father." Yeah, and it, it's just, I'm glad it happened. You know, I'm glad I, I'm, I'm available to have those thoughts. You know, it's just. Well, and you know what it makes me think of, Johnny. There's a there's a uh, there's a man. He he went to another group that I attended, and he passed away very recently. Mm. But I remember something he said during a meeting one time. And he actually said, you know, I used to eat out of the trash. Mm. Mm. That was part of his life. Mm. That was one of those moments for me where I'm like, man, I've never had to do that. Right. But you know what? I bet I'm not the, I bet this guy's not the only one in this room. That's Correct. Had to do oh, that. man. Yeah. You know, we talk about the yets all the time. Oh, man. Right? The world full of yets waiting for us. Right. So, <laughs> you know, that would have been something I hadn't gotten to. Correct. Yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you talk about it, you know, you were homeless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're wandering around. You're crashing on couches mm-hmm. just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You're in a drive-thru. Yep. In your own car. With the AC on. With air conditioning, <laughs> yeah. which is very important in Texas in the summer. You will, oh, yeah. You will die. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> <laughs> you will feel like it. Yeah, you will want to. Yeah, but, but you will you will not die. Um, well, there are people who do die. I, it's tough. It's tough. You, you know, like, it takes a, it takes a bit to live here in Texas. Yeah. Um, no, in in all serious though, you're you're sitting in a drive thru in a car mm-hmm. with money. Right. None of it's stolen. No, it's all mine. <laughs> it's all this legitimately yeah. achieved. Yeah. You're ordering a hot meal. Mm-hmm. Paying for it. Mm-hmm. And then going off and driving away to eat somewhere and not worried about the cops pulling you over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's yeah. like, that's, that is like being out of prison. Yeah. For people like us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 
alcoholism is like prison. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a prison of the mind. And um, we, we're just oblivious to the consequences of it's it. It's a prison of everything. Oh, prison man. of the soul. Oh, yeah, for prison sure. Prison of the body. Yeah. You know, holds yeah. you hostage. Mm-hmm. In all yep, of those mind, classes. body, and soul, for sure. Yeah. You know. And, um, and you can't yeah. just get out of one of them. You got to get out of all three. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep, yep. You, the the willingness to be vulnerable is um, paramount uh, to, to recovery. And um, the, the you know those ugly things that we got to face about ourselves. Um, you you got to work through them, or I have to work through them. I right. got I'm still working on that part. <laughs> right. I have to do that. Well. That's what we do the rest of our lives. Yeah. Right. And I, and I think I think that you know I realize that mm-hmm. I realize that now life's never going to be easy. No. I'm never going to just be on the golf course. Yeah. You know, just thinking life is wonderful and everything's a bunch of unicorn farts or something. Right. Like that, yeah. Right. Uh huh. It's going to be a struggle. And yeah. It's going to be a struggle because because that's life. That's <laughs> just life. Yeah. Right? The the enemy doesn't want me to succeed. No. No. So he's going to do everything he can to try and, and squelch that. So yeah. life's not going to be easy for us. Yep. But the thing is, we don't have what we used to drown that out, you know, or snuff that out or smoke that out or whatever it is. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to start looking at, at life through fresh eyes, mm-hmm. listening with fresh ears, mm-hmm. every, feeling it through fresh touch. Um, did you ever get close to drinking? In that in that year, did it just it, was it completely gone from the beginning? Um, uh, no, I, I, I mean, of course, there's you know the passing thought, but but never, not the desire, ne- ne- never an obsession, never right. you know, um, you know, in the beginning, I was mad at God for allowing me to become an alcoholic, but I knew it was me that that got me there uh, to begin with through my bad choices, but also to like, you know, God knew I was going to be an alcoholic from right. the beginning. So there's that. So he kind of made me an alcoholic, but not, not in the sense of like, I was forced. It, he knew it was going to happen and he knew that I was going to be able yeah. to handle it. You know, I, I'm trying to remember who it was. It's not, um, it's not Silkworth, you know, the doctor that's uh-huh. in the, the book, but it's somebody else who was, a very early proponent in, the, in, in as far as clergy mm. with AA and I, they delivered a speech at one of the early conventions mm-hmm. that speech is out there somewhere. I have to look it up. Maybe we can revisit this on an, on a future episode, but what that priest or mm-hmm. reverend or whatever said was he felt that God created alcoholism on purpose mm because recovering alcoholics would do so much good for the world. Man, yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, and that I, sounds I, absurd. Right, right, because of the, <laughs> the, the, the tragedies that uh, happen within it. But I, I, I 100% agree with that, because right now I'm, I'm blessed to be an alcoholic. Everything that's ever happened in my life uh, up to this point, I have a, a, a personal experience with this disease to where I'm blessed with the knowledge of how to um, – express how to deal with it and what the program has done for me. And, um, no matter how far down the scale we have gone, you know, 
Um, that, that's what it's all about for me today. Um, yeah, I, and I do too. I feel blessed as well. Yeah. Um, you know, my I you know I have family members that are also alcoholics, and I you know I've had discussions with them about this very topic, and it's like you know, God lo- does love us, mm-hmm. right? And 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 the proof of that is it's in all the times He kept us safe, mm-hmm. man. When we should not have been, <laughs> oh, man. Right, I can't yeah. tell you how many yeah. DWIs I avoided. Right? Man, oh geez, yeah. How for many, sure. you know, how many situations that I, you know, got out of when I just should not have been in those situations, and the only, mm. the only explanation for that is someone's looking out for me. Absolutely, yeah. No, there's no way around that. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely look back and. I, I go, I, I blackout walk a lot, you know? Right. And I remember one time I'm, I woke up underneath like a big fir tree, the Christmas looking tree. Right. Off the side of a busy road. <laughs> like just like, like up I'm, on the side of the hill somewhere. Well, it was, it, it just happened to be like a really big tree. I don't right. know. It was uh, in Arlington and right. Right next to the street was a really big fir tree. Right, right, right. And you as woke far up as I'm under- concerned, that was planted there just for me, right? To have, <laughs> you know, to 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 be hidden and to stay safe. And then after I woke up, I I, I walked back yeah. to the house and everything was fine. Like, like to, I, I don't know why that the tree serves serves no function. It's just too big and and, and random. Yeah, but you know. It has like a twenty foot base, yeah. you know, and um, I don't know. You think you could spend the night under that tree today? No, <laughs> no. I mean, maybe. Yeah, but you ever go by it? You ever see it since then? Um, I mean, I've driven past it ever since then. Yeah, uh, you know, bef- but not not while in recovery. Yeah, I should probably go take a picture. Well, yeah, go tree. take it. That's what I was gonna say. Maybe pass by. You know, maybe you'll find somebody else under there. You can give them some food or something. That would be crazy. Wouldn't that be insane? But, hey, I used to live here. Yeah, <laughs> for a night. Yeah, <laughs> I stayed here one time. I know what it's like. But I didn't get room service. I, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it does. It shows. You know where. You know, you were sleeping under a tree, dude. Yeah, I mean, next to a busy, busy road, right. like I. What, what if that tree wasn't? Th- yeah, right. What if that tree wasn't there for me to sleep underneath? You know, yeah. when my blackout state, maybe I would have crossed the street and gotten hit. Right. You know, like all of the <laughs> possibilities. You know, of uh, man, just well, makes, that, it makes me shiver right. to think. You know, like man. <laughs> well, th- th- you weren't protecting yourself that night. No, no. <laughs> Somebody no. was. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It's. It's a. Uh, you know. It, something that probably needs clarifying here you know when we talk about um you know what that that pastor or whatever was saying as far as you know creating alcoholism can you imagine alcohol in this world without alcoholism like people just drink Mm. without having a you know i mean there's people out there you know i think we discussed this offline but there's people out there that can drink kind of like we did, but they aren't alcoholics. They don't have they don't have the loss of control that we have. Right. Now they still do it and they still get drunk and they still but but the thing is it doesn't they over, maybe do that their lives. Yeah, they maybe do that, you know, once a month. Right. If that, right? But, yeah. You know, they can they can tie it on and just walk away from it. Yeah. We don't have that ability. No. So I mean, if you think about 
you know, the behavior, right? And think about how many people, you know, you see come in the rooms specifically because of like a DWI or something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, if alcoholism, if the disease didn't exist, if it was just, you know, like any other issue out there, Mm -hmm. um, what would we have to solve? Man. Right? I mean, it it would almost, knowing what I know now, that would feel kind of pointless. Exactly. You know? (laughs) Exactly. Um, I I, I appreciate everything I've gone through now. Right. You know? Um, I feel like I have a sense of purpose. Right. You know? Um, And that, to be extremely honest, that's like the only thing I'm a professional at. But... (laughs) (laughs) um, but I can still help somebody, right? You know. But and you know, you know what? That's very that's very important. And we said this on the show the other day, right? You know, it's it's not it's not God who chooses the qualified. Mm-hmm. He qualifies the chosen. Yep, I've heard that before. Right, and 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 at some point in time, God chose us for our unique abilities, and, mm-hmm. and part of what He chose me for, I'm sure, it was you know my alcoholism. Because it's it's a tool that I'm going to be able to use to help who knows how many people right. for the rest of my life, you yeah. know, however long he gives me for that. Mm-hmm. But that is a gift. Absolutely. The blessing of having all of those experiences and pains and mm-hmm. agonies, Yeah, that part is a gift. The, the part that hurts is all the damage that caused other people that I love in my right. life. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, that we can't undo. Right. That we, you know, we want to make amends for, but we can't, mm-hmm. you know, we can't roll back that tape. Well, you, you just do it by a living amends. Right. You know, like by not drinking first off. And right. Then, <laughs> like, and, like we're no, somebody said a long time ago, I said, we're no longer in the business of hurting people. There it is. Yeah. I like that. Right. Yeah. And that's including just, yeah. myself. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And that's a, that's the reason I drank is is mm-hmm. I was hurting myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to feel the pain anymore. Right. Yeah. Like I said. Right. Yeah. Like it only gets tough when I have the reaction of wanting to escape, but I've taken alcohol out of the equation, so now I'm forced to deal with it. Right. And that can be painful, but. Pain like that, I believe, is beautiful. It's a beautiful opportunity to grow and gain character for myself. Yeah. And hopefully um, that is seen, you know. And, uh, but yeah. Um, so here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's a good question, it, kind of on the subject, right? If you could, if you could rewind the tape, mm-hmm. right? Let's go back to some point in your life. I don't know where it would be. Mm-hmm. But before you really started going off the rails and, and becoming an alcoholic, practicing alcohol. Right. right? And, and the reason I say that in my life, there was a time when I drank. Yeah. I remember but, that. But I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, but I, not drank like an alcoholic. Right. I would, you know, party it up maybe on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then, and that maybe was like once every two or three months. Right. Right. Now I would, I would get obliviously drunk. Mm-hmm. Right? Just, just, yeah. disastrously drunk and throwing up in the trash cans and yeah. stuff like that. But I wasn't, you know, drinking every day. I, it's not something I had to subsist on. So I, you know, and, and I quit drinking just on my own, not thinking about alcoholism at all. I just didn't, 
want alcohol for whatever reason. Right. For like a couple of times in my life where for like a year or so. Hmm. And I've got some wonderful stories about how those times ended, but I didn't always drink like an alcoholic. There mm-hmm. was a time when I drank like you would say a normal person, like a normie would drink. Yeah. So if you go back in your life, mm-hmm. you know, was it like that first? Cause I'm making an assumption that it was. And I think kind of based on your story, it, it kind of, you know, it escalated at a point and then yeah. fell off a cliff. Right. But if you could go back before you really started drinking and just stop. Right. Right. And never, think- never delve into the, disease of alcoholism yeah the disease of addiction well the disease of yeah what we went through right would you do it or would you stick with what you got because i think i'd stick with what i got yeah definitely i wouldn't change anything about it isn't that strange yeah yeah to get to where i'm at right now and what i've accomplished this level of achievement no i I don't want to give that up right and this is when the road, when and the you road, say this level of achievement. Mm-hmm. This is this feels better. Yeah. Than graduating from high school. This I'm feels you. better than graduating from college. This feels better than winning an award. Right. Right. I, I mean, don't know I, if it feels better than winning the lottery because I hadn't done that yet. Correct. So yeah. I'm going to guess that feels pretty good. Well, in a sense, this is winning the lottery. <laughs> right. You, you know? get your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's the lottery. Right. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know what? If you ask somebody if they'd rather win the lottery keep their life that's a pretty well, easy choice for you know, me alcoholism you know living that way it kind of was a lottery am i gonna live through this or not you know <laughs> but it's like russian roulette straight up yeah definitely um which is not a fun game at all no by the way. no probably you ever not. see the deer hunter oh god yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, for our for our younger uh, generation out there that's a movie yeah that yeah. it's actually on film and not on a YouTube or whatever. streaming, yeah, yeah, um, voodoo or whatever, <laughs> Hulu. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, to be quite honest, man, um, I think I was always ready to become an alcoholic. Like the pump was primed. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, there was just way too many situations um once it became readily available you know by becoming 21 uh, i was off to the races um and of course there were times where of course it didn't happen as often but when it was there oh my gosh i remember the first time i came home drunk um (laughs) when i was like 19 and you waited until you were 19 to come home drunk Maybe I was younger. Or was that the first time you got caught? <laughs> I, mean, I could have been younger, but I, in between 17 and 19, I know it was the night of a um, New Year's Eve, but I didn't really get into that big of trouble. Um, but it, it being so available uh at that time of my life just because of who i knew right i was always primed to get as bad as it got you know um 
Well, it was, it, you were in the environment. You were in a ripe environment. For oh, it, yeah, right? man. Tell me about it. Um, and then once it was, you know, legal, you know, <laughs> I didn't always have a job to get it. But, I mean, I, I knew somebody that right. was going to like me enough to give me a couple beers right you know? and isn't it amazing how there's always alcohol available i man, mean you could be you could be flat freaking broke, broke yeah and 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 it just shows man up yeah straight up yeah definitely <laughs> especially on the nights when you're like man i don't feel like drinking tonight god just right. leave me alone leave me alone right and then you know a couple hours pass and then you get an invite and like all right let's do this yeah. you know it doesn't take much to change your mind right um you know, for, for some of us out there that, like, hit alcohol around the house, it's like you all of a sudden you stumble on something in the closet, and you're like, oh, hey, there's this. Right. Yeah, definitely. I wasn't meaning to get drunk, but you know what? This is here. Right. Well, might as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it's not alcohol abuse, it's alcohol abandonment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's something that's something that uh, here in the house we talk about all the time, right? It's like, you know, the difference between us and most normal people, right, is that, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be out at a restaurant – Somebody will drink half of their, you Man. know, beer or yeah. cocktail or on, whatever. Yeah, when you're leaving the restaurant or yeah, whatever. and they'll leave it. They'll leave half of it on the table, right? Mm. Which you know, I'll do that with iced tea or whatever. Right. Tea, tea. You, don't you can do just, that with alcohol. Yeah, you can't do that. My <laughs> gosh, you've got to hurt its feelings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> how could how 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 could you dare do something like that? Right. Yeah. Could, you know, it's 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 like. For me, it's like mm-hmm. somebody leaving their freaking child in Straight the seat. Straight up, dude. It's yeah. <laughs> like, how could you leave your baby right there? Yeah, like, that still it, bothers me today. I'm mm-hmm. like, are you people idiots or what? Right. I mean, come on. It's like you, but I, I want to talk to them like uh, a, a father or mother. Like, you better eat all your vegetables. <laughs> right. You, you didn't. Know? You didn't clean your glass. You clean, yeah. <laughs> you need to be a big boy. Finish that. You don't get any dessert if you don't no. drink the rest of your drink. Yeah. You know, no, it, it, it's, you know, I'm just so glad that I can laugh about stuff like this now and be on this side of the the disease. Right. Um, what frightens you most right now? Falling off, you know, um, losing what I've achieved. Um, and, and the disappointment of... of disappointing myself you know um and i want to go back you know to i think the the first episode and um correct what i said oh where's my wallet oh well i can't find it i'll i'll correct myself later on (laughs) um but i i had misspoke the to that own self be true that's what the coin says right i said something i've got one right here oh okay yeah we see <laughs> yeah. yeah, got all kinds here. Yeah. I do look here. It's a Chuck E. Cheese typing. Oh wow, thank you. <laughs> now that that belongs to the show. Oh okay. <laughs> that's 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 show property. Oh man, you remember when Chuck E. Cheese started? Uh... I'm not allowed to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh man, no, it's just I, that's a self-imposed penalty. I don't. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I don't like going where screaming children are or, oh, or adults. Yeah. Well, and you get. A, you I get thought a, it was funny when they started serving alcohol there. Right. I was like, whoa. What? Well, totally understandable, though. Uh, yeah, but I just, that was like a place of innocence for me, you know? Right. I remember when it was showbiz. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you had the singing bear and the 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 bird in the trash can. 
right, right, singing right. "I'm Your Venus." That was the uh, that was the rock of fire explosion. Oh my gosh! In the gorilla on the keyboard. Yeah. 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 So I'll, I'll I'll give you a challenge, and this is also a challenge for our listeners. Okay. Go out to YouTube mm-hmm. and search for "Rock of Fire Explosion." Mm-hmm. Somebody out there bought a set of the Showbiz oh. Pizza Animals. And has them play into all kinds of hip hop. Oh my gosh! It's incredible. Oh my gosh! It's one of the it's one of the darkest holes that you can go down <laughs> on the internet. But somebody has programmed the oh, Showbiz man. Pizza Rock of Fire Explosion Band to play whatever. That is exactly what I'm doing after the show. I, it's going to change your opinion of life. Man, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, I'm trying to think a. One of the songs is uh, up in the club, up in this club. Oh wow! <laughs> There's love in this. Club. <laughs> <laughs> you know they got like the they got the, like the little mouse over there singing and yeah. tilting his head and the, oh man the drummer oh it's just for those of us that sat terrified at man. five six seven years old around a bunch of screaming kids Th- there was a spookiness about it oh it was creepy yeah big time creepy like voodoo type creepy L- a little bit yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but, but you know what? At the same time, they were playing Venus at the time. Yeah. As opposed to Usher. Right. Which, you know, now that you hear different music, you're like, I kind of want to go back to that. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's what they need is like a showbiz pizza f- for us. Yeah. Oh, wow. That'd be cool. Right. Wow. Right. Nobody. No kids allowed. N- no, no one is allowed to steal that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know that what? That would be awesome, though. Yeah, I, I would. I would do that tomorrow, right? So, wow. Well, I don't know. Here's the thing: that probably that probably would be a lot worse than you thought, man. Like the first time you go in there, like, hey, this is cool, and then like 15 minutes later, like, this is annoying. Oh wow! I yeah. want out of here now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um. So you know you're you're at this point in your life. Mm-hmm. Um. Things are going really good right now. You're closing in on 18 months, mm-hmm. you know, without having a drink, which is a freaking miracle. It is. Every day know? is, yeah. And, and I, like, part of me wants to say congratulations, mm-hmm. but, you know, I don't know how you take that, but when, when somebody congratulates me on a sobriety milestone, I'm like, I didn't do anything. Right. I just literally didn't do anything. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It, it, I, it's just happening. Yeah. I'm not doing it. So I, I kind of feel guilty taking Right. Thanks for it. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. What do you say to it? But. So, I mean, congratulations on that. But it's, you know, it's not so much a hooray, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I'm really happy for you that you've gotten this far I, because uh, yeah. people don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, I took it. I took a two year chip last year. I'm almost I'm, I'm hitting three years. November 9th. Oh, nuts. It's right around the corner. Coming around the corner. Yeah. And oh, it's wow. like sneaking up on me, too. It's not like I'm sitting there, hey, hurry up and get here. It's like, right. yeah, we'll One get day there. At a time. Yeah, we'll get there soon enough. Um, I mean, it, it literally is just like it's going to be another day. I mean, it's going to be great to celebrate. But when I got my two year, mm-hmm. which wasn't that long ago, a year ago, um, you know, there was somebody in, in that meeting that's like, you know, I've been coming here for like eight years and I've never gotten a two year chip. Oh wow! Right, yeah. You know, and and you know, for that, you know, for that to happen, you know, in that meeting, mm-hmm. you know, those are the things I need to hear. Yeah, totally. You know, because because 
that to me is better than hearing, hey, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I'm hearing another it's, it's alcohol. still real. Right, another alcohol. It's still out there, yeah. And somebody I know very well is able to say, man, I couldn't do what you've done. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, but the thing is, it's like, I don't know that I did anything. Mm-hmm. No, well, you know, you kind of did. I mean, but I trusted my program. I trusted my higher power. Exactly. I mean, I did what my sponsors tell me to do. I did what right. the program's telling me to do. I, yeah, I totally understand how it's kind of awkward to an accept to accept a congratulations or an attaboy. Right. Well, <laughs> it's like, yeah, hey, you know what? Congratulations, Johnny. You didn't stab somebody today. Right. Oh, right. wow. That's what I wasn't supposed to do anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. I wasn't supposed to get blackout drunk. Correct. Yeah. Right. You, you know, weren't, no one's supposed to do that. It's, right. But that's nobody's job description ever. But what, what, what is, you know, I understand why it is a big deal because of the relationship of, um, <laughs> of the, uh, the probability against me, you know, or us. Right. As alcoholics is that it's, it's one bad decision away right. from throwing it all away. Right. Um, and the the big book is full of those stories. Oh, man, are they ever. You know, that's, for me, that was, that's probably the most powerful bit of mm-hmm. the big book is seeing myself in there. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the basically the bullshit rationalizations that I would use, right? I like the, I like the story in there about the guy who's like, well, I could add a little bit more whiskey to my milk. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, and he's boy. like, you know what? I'm eating a sandwich, so it's fine. It'll go better on, you know, with the sandwich. The, well, I think I'm going to have another sandwich. Yeah, to equal and it out. That way I'll have another milk with it. Well, I'll put some whiskey uh, in that. But the whole thing was that he was rationalizing getting the two shots. Man, yeah. Right, so yeah. instead of having just the whiskey he just went ahead and rationalized it by ordering all the other stuff right you know and, and i'm like i understand that line of thinking and i totally understand it too yeah no i get it <laughs> i understand the the, the excuses and yeah. um <laughs> i had a I had a neighbor growing up i grew up out in west texas and but as a child the the, the neighbor across the uh, alley from me um and he passed away from all this stuff but but I remember he switched brands. He went from whatever beer to light beer. Oh, boy. And it was because he was diabetic, and he convinced his wife that light beer was better for his diabetes than drinking, yeah. you know, the regular brand yeah. of beer. And 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 that was something. I heard my parents talking with them about that Wow. Right when I was a kid. So, like, when I was 8, 9, 10 years old, like, I would thought, well, that makes totally perfect sense, right? Mm-hmm. If I got diabetes, I'm going to drink light beer, too. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That, anyway, that guy ended up, he ended up having a heart attack, dying, dry, uh, mowing his lawn one oh, day. Oh, man. It was the first time I had to serve as a pallbearer, man. It was weird. Um, only time I've had to serve as a pallbearer, and that was, you know, right out of high school. Huh. But um, the thing about it was, is it, you know, I look back on it now, Mm-hmm. And I see the stupid rationalization that mm-hmm. this guy used. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, I hear all the adults talking about this. This is back in the 80s. Right. That was what I believed. Correct. Yeah. Well, yeah. of course, yeah. Well, if you get diabetes, you got to switch to light beer. Yeah. No, it's logical. <laughs> yeah. There was a comedian that I heard, and he was joking about, um, you know, his Spanish heritage culture, right? And he mm-hmm. said that his uncle was like, they told him, he said, if you drink anymore, you're going to die. Like, we're going to have to amputate your leg. 
Whoa. And he said his uncle was like, does that make Crown Royal too? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's like, it's like he, he didn't he hear. He couldn't let it go. Right. He couldn't hear. Yeah. You need to stop drinking. He's like, well, can I still drink this? Right. It was, yeah. <laughs> he was double checking. Wait, does Crown, is Crown Royal in? Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be something. Right. You know, you know and the thing is, we can sit here and laugh about this stuff, mm-hmm. right? It, the absurdity, man. I can. It, make... That's really what it is. That's what makes it funny, right? You know, we shouldn't have. We shouldn't have done all this stuff, but the, the fact of the matter is, we did. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're sitting here doing an internet show, right? Alive. By the way, by the yeah, not live. Well, alive. <laughs> yeah. Would you say alive? Alive. Yeah. yeah alive. Yeah. yeah. We're doing a live show. Um, <laughs> I looked. I looked online. So I, I can show you this on the laptop back here. Uh-huh. It shows where people are downloading this stuff. Oh man! And so we actually this morning we had we had we had downloads from Texas, right? Because mm. most of the people we know are here. Right. Had some for Virginia. Cool. There was a couple that popped in from New York. Nice. We had one this morning that popped into California. Oh wow! We are literally coast to coast. That's what's up. That's we are t- oh, today's man. official. We got New York to California. People listening to this show, all over the all over the land, all over the land. So I don't think we have anybody outside the U.S. yet, but not it's yet. possible. Yeah, it'll get there. Yeah, if you're if you're not in the United States of America, please email us here and, and let us know. Yeah, um, man, it, it's 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 been wonderful, you know, having you on the show, Johnny. Man, thank um, you. I, I know that this isn't going to be your last time. No, um, we're going to get together and, and and do this on a regular basis. Absolutely, this is what we need. Oh man, it feels great to be able to keep ourselves sober. Yeah, and we do that by helping keep people who are listening to this drivel. Yeah, right. <laughs> sober or try to stay sober. Right? You're welcome, and we're sorry. Yeah, and, you know, and, and Johnny, I, I don't, I don't, I don't expect that everybody who's listening to us is an alcoholic. Okay, they may have an alcoholic yeah. in their family. Right. You mm-hmm. know that that they're they're trying to figure out how to deal with people like us. Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 so we got to remember that, or they could be people that are just doing research. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and 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 studying. You know, mm-hmm. because there are people who treat, you know, uh, folks like this. Speaking of which, something I know about you, mm-hmm. you know, as far as your aspirations. Right. You know, you are sober. Correct. You have a job. I do. You have a car. I does. You have a bed to sleep in. I do. What? Tell us about what your aspirations are for what you want to do with your life. And, 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 and when I say this, you're given hope. To a newcomer that's walking in the door, yeah. showing them what's possible, right? Within a few short months, yeah, yeah, right. We're talking sixteen months since you sobered up, yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Right. And and so, where are you going from here? What do you? What is well, it that you're wanting to do with well, what you got? I, I want to be an LCDC uh, within the next five years. And explain what that is. A, a licensed chemical dependency counselor. Yeah. Um, I want to give back directly uh to to the program and just be available to the person that is uh suffering and just let them know that they can you can do anything you set your mind to as cliche as that sounds you uh you got to get rid of your obstacles and um accept some of your obstacles some of those aren't going away um like your alcoholism that'll never go away 
um, and then learning how to how to deal with it. Um, but that that's that's what I want to do. Um, and, and that's very important. Not, what you just said. I mean, we just talked about. We just talked about it might not just be alcoholics that are listening to this. It might be people that have alcoholics in their family. Mm-hmm. But what you just said is alcoholism doesn't go away. Right. For, no, the, it, for the alcoholic, no. it does not. No. You know, nope. we understand that. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee our family members don't. No. Our friends don't understand no. that. No. It, it's, it's always going to be there, the thorn in our side. Um, and What does it I, I, say I, that, like— they say you're a pickle. Right. I'm, I'm I've a been pickle. pickled. Yeah. I can't up. go back to being a cucumber. No. It's, yeah, I'm I've, always going to be a pickle always. for the rest of my life. Yep. Yep. And that's a perfect analogy for It that. really is. It really is. I was once this, but now I'm that. Right. And it can never go back. Right. Um, it can't unpickle a pickle. No, you cannot. No matter how hard you try. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad for that because that's given me my sense of purpose now. Right. And um, People like pickles a lot more than they do cucumbers, too. Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, it goes, it goes well with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm a likable pickle now. (laughs) (laughs) More bread and butter than dill, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I, I, um, I, I'm, I'm just grateful to be an alcoholic today. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I'm grateful you're an alcoholic. Thank you. Yeah, we wouldn't Thank have you. met if we if if, if yep. the two yep. of, if the two of us hadn't totally destroyed our lives. You're right. We wouldn't have met. We wouldn't have this, whatever you call this. What what the devil intended for evil, right, can be used for good. Yep. And I, I, hopefully, this is doing good. Mm-hmm. So, you gonna come back on the show? I do. Cool. Um, all right. Well, I uh, I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate, man, everybody that. Um, that's listening mm-hmm. um you know this program really does exist for you for the listener um johnny we've got a few minutes left here if we want to even this show out you know do you have any final thoughts is there something that you know if if you had a newcomer coming through the door and they didn't know if aa was for them or not mm-hmm. you know and you had five minutes to just sit with this person and say, well, let me tell you what it's done for me or, you know, whatever, you know, where, yeah. where would, where would you go? What would you, what would you tell somebody that was literally sitting on that edge, teetering from one to the other? Do I, am I an alcoholic or am I just a screwed up human being? Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell them, uh, I know you're afraid and um there you might be confused and you're here now because you're looking for answers and those answers will be revealed um in due time don't be afraid of of facing your fears and take the time to listen because that's what's really going to save your life. You know, I hear all the time that we have, you know, two ears and one mouth, so we need to listen uh, more than we talk. Uh, at least half as much. And um, You mean twice as much. Or twi- yeah, yeah. yeah, twice as much. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Most other, of us listen around, half as I'm much. I'm still bad at math. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, Nobody's good at math, by the way. 
Oh, right. You know, yeah. it's all a theory. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> I think it exists. It's like electricity. Yeah. yeah. We're not real sure if it's there or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just take your time and um, be careful. It, it can just take it one day at a time and um, keep coming back. Yeah. What would you say to the person who loves the alcoholic? Like, what would you, what would you, what advice would you give to the people that love you? Mm -hmm. The people that you disappointed. Right. The people who sat beside you and said, do you need help? Right. You know, everybody, every one of us has people like that in our lives, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and people that are listening to this show, they're looking for, they're looking for some guidance, you know, and, and, yeah. and here's the thing, what there might be some mom or dad listening to this show right now mm-hmm. that their greatest dream is that their son or daughter puts it down, gets a job, mm-hmm. right? gets a car, yeah, goes through the drive through and pays with their own money. Mm hmm. And straightens their life out. And and so what you represent for them is that hope of what their child, right. you know, or brother or sister, that's what they, they, you're the dream. Right, right. You would be the answer to prayer. So what would you tell somebody who might be listening, trying to find answers for what we used to be? Right. Um, well... To the victims of the disease, um, not to hastily bring up the past um, and um, charge them with anything, Um, because we we know we've hurt you, and our response to knowing that is to drink. And it's not going to accomplish anything to remind another alcoholic how much they've hurt someone else. And we, we already know that. And I understand um, there's probably a lot of damage that's been done. But if you both are still here, the sufferer and the victim, there's a reason for that. And um, reconciliation is still possible. And it just takes time and prayer. And, um, you know, trust and love. Man, that pretty much says it all. Johnny, I appreciate you being on the program. Not a problem. Um, like I said, we can't wait to hear from followers. Um, this is fun. This is, um, I know this is, you guys are listening to us sit here and talk, and you guys have spent probably an hour, more than an hour and a half listening to us today. But, uh, you know, I can tell you right now, I, my heart's full. Mm. And I, I know Johnny's is too. And, and the reason for that is because, I mean, we're sitting at a table talking into microphones because we know it's going to help somebody somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, Johnny, your story is 
incredible. It's a God story. It's a story of restoration, salvation. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of tragedy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of loss. Right. There's a lot of regret. There's a lot of, you know, just all the bullshit. Right. But the happy ending is there. Yep. And, you know, they say to wait for the miracle. And, you know, that's that's what we're doing is we're we're watching the miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Johnny, thanks for being on the program. Um, we'll have you on again real soon. And, and I'm excited. Uh, yeah, me too. So um, with that, I guess we'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for uh, thanks for being part of the program over the wall uh, racing to recovery. Showing you how to succeed at speed in a fast-paced <laughs> world. Um, with that, we'll uh, we'll leave you. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye and God bless, God bless you, you all. all. Talk to you later, everybody. Bye now. Bye. That's the end of today's show. We thank you and hope you'll continue listening and supporting Over the Wall Racing to Recovery, both spiritually and financially. We really need your help financially. This show operates on a shoestring budget. I'll be honest. Currently, it's all financed on credit cards. If you find that this program helps you or someone you love, please consider donating financially. It will really go towards helping this program continue for the benefit of others with addiction and recovery in their lives. This will be a place with the focus on sharing experience, strength, and hope for others in recovery and how they can overcome the fear that's holding them back from actually living the good life that God gave them. It's been said that most people die having never really lived at all. Choose to live, choose to love, choose God, and choose to trust Him. Doing so constitutes the first leap over the wall necessary to get you racing toward recovery. Are you brave enough to take such a leap of faith? You never know. The life you change might just be your own, you might just win the trophy. You might just win the game, you might just win the race, and you might just make a difference in someone's life, but you never know until you go over the wall. Thank you again for listening. Over the Wall Racing to Recovery is a 3103 Media Group production. Once more, my name is Charles West, and I'm an alcoholic. Contact us, please. Email me directly, and I will answer you. Charles at 3103media.com. I'd love to hear from you. We can also be found on the web with links to all content at 3103media.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at C-H-R-L-S-W-S-T. Again, at C-H-R-L-S-W-S-T. That's where you can find me most of the time. Until next time, keep the rubber side down, hit your marks, keep it smooth, and may God's speed bring you home in one piece. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be your host. It is a tremendous honor. They call me Charles West, and I am racing to recovery. See you next time, race fans. Thanks for coming out. Bye now. That's the end of today's show. We thank you and hope you'll continue listening and supporting Over the Wall Racing to Recovery, both spiritually and financially. We really need your help financially. This show operates on a shoestring budget. I'll be honest, currently it's all financed on credit cards. If you find that this program helps you or someone you love, 
please consider donating financially. It will really go towards helping this program continue for the benefit of others with addiction and recovery in their lives. This will be a place with the focus on sharing experience, strength, and hope for others in recovery and how they can overcome the fear that's holding them back from actually living the good life that God gave them. It's been said that most people die having never really lived at all. Choose to live, choose to love, choose God, and choose to trust Him. Doing so constitutes the first leap over the wall necessary to get you racing toward recovery. Are you brave enough to take such a leap of faith? You never know. The life you change might just be your own. You might just win the trophy. You might just win the game. You might just win the race. And you might just make a difference in someone's life. But you never know until you go over the wall. Thank you again for listening. Over the Wall Racing to Recovery is a 3103 Media Group production. Once more, my name is Charles West, and I'm an alcoholic. Contact us, please. Email me directly, and I will answer you. Charles at 3103media.com. I'd love to hear from you. We can also be found on the web with links to all content at 3103media.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at C-H-R-L-S-W-S-T. Again, at C-H-R-L-S-W-S-T. That's where you can find me most of the time. Until next time, keep the rubber side down, hit your marks, keep it smooth, and may God's speed bring you home in one piece. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be your host. It is a tremendous honor. They call me Charles West, and I am racing to recovery. See you next time, race fans. Thanks for coming out. Bye now. That's the end of today's show. We thank you and hope you'll continue listening and supporting Over the Wall Racing to Recovery, both spiritually and financially. We really need your help financially. This show operates on a shoestring budget. I'll be honest, currently it's all financed on credit cards. If you find that this program helps you or someone you love, please consider donating financially. It will really go towards helping this program continue for the benefit of others with addiction and recovery in their lives. This will be a place with the focus on sharing experience, strength, and hope for others in recovery and how they can overcome the fear that's holding them back from actually living the good life that God gave them. It's been said that most people die having never really lived at all. Choose to live. Choose to love choose God, and choose to trust Him. Doing so constitutes the first leap over the wall necessary to get you racing toward recovery. Are you brave enough to take such a leap of faith? You never know. The life you change might just be your own. You might just win the trophy. You might just win the game. You might just win the race. And you might just make a difference in someone's life but you never know until you go over the wall. Thank you again for listening. Over the Wall Racing to Recovery is a 3103 Media Group production. Once more, my name is Charles West, and I'm an alcoholic. Contact us, please. Email me directly, and I will answer you. Charles at 3103media.com. I'd love to hear from you. We can also be found on the web with links to all content at 3103media.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at 
C-H-R-L-S-W-S-T. Again, at C-H-R-L-S-W-S-T. That's where you can find me most of the time. Until next time, keep the rubber side down, hit your marks, keep it smooth, and may God's speed bring you home in one piece. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be your host. It is a tremendous honor. They call me Charles West, and I am racing to recovery. See you next time, race fans. Thanks for coming out. Bye now.